This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. Welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society. Today I'm going to be talking about deadlock and I've invited on a guest, Grant Womack. As usual, I'll let Grant give you his own introduction. So Grant, who is Grant Womack for the people who don't know? Yeah, Grant Womack. I'm a uh, writer, published author, uh, author of Black Gypsies, God's Leftovers, coming out next month, by the way. Um, And uh, yeah, tarot reader, dabble in music management, weed smoker, you know, juggle a lot of balls out here, live in LA. So, so just knowing a little bit about you, um, seeing sort of, you know, your own one, you have a blog you didn't mention. Well, it's a Substack, which is pretty dope. Literary oh, yeah. Loud. Yeah. Literary Loud. Subscribe yeah, to that. Subscribe weekly. to that. Check that out. It's a pretty good Substack. It was through sort of that and sort of looking into sort of your other stuff. Like, I know you have a book called Light Bulbs Lament, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And correct. uh, what's the hippo's guts one? Oh yeah, notes from the guts notes, of the hippo. Notes from That's the guts of hippo. One. That's your first yeah. one, right? Which are bizarro, uh, bizarro titles. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just interesting because, um, like, I, I kind of said this when I talked to uh, uh, JDO and uh, Kelby from Agitator uh, that there was a lot of overlap, um, and I feel like with me and you specifically, there's a lot of taste overlap. Um, yeah, yeah, it, definitely. Not only writing, but music-wise. Uh, um, I know you said you were a. Uh, I heard you say this that you used to dabble in music, but now you're no longer in the business of necessarily making music. But you're still. Yeah, I used to rap. Yeah. I might put out some new music right. later this year, right? And then uh, did some music management, sync licensing, some other things. So. Yeah, yeah. And what part of LA do you live in? I'm in. Uh, Woodland Hills right now. Okay, so yeah, I'm it's kind of by like Calabasas. Yeah, I'm very familiar. You, oh. when I, like one of the last last few times, last three times. Well, no, because the fourth the fourth time I went out there on non business, I was just there to see the Laker game. But I stayed oh, in geez. Woodland Hills like the last three times I was in L.A. And I lived in oh, L.A. I, I lived in L.A. for like two years. Like oh, two, then you know. Yeah, two years and change. Not quite three, uh, but I was in the Valley. Which is Woodland Hills. This is the Valley. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. so technically, if you depend upon who you're talking to, you're not in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is recent. I was in NoHo before this. Yeah, I was in yeah. Glendale for a period. Yeah. yeah. You know. I'll say there's real, real Los Angelinos, like people that grew up in, in like L.A. They, if I when I used to live there. And they'd be like, where are you living? I'm in LA. We're in the Valley. That ain't LA. Cause yeah, <laughs> be like, all yeah right, they are. Right. They are intense. I'm like, yeah. I'm not from LA. So yeah, yeah, you know, you know not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. But, um, I know I was going somewhere with this. Oh yeah. So the overlap is sort of there. And I know you do have, like you said, you have an upcoming book, uh, with an interesting title, black gypsies, two yeah. upcoming books, yeah. by the way, two upcoming books. But, um, 
uh, and we can get into that. But I gave you like four different movies to pick from, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And um, you picked this one, which is uh, Deadlock. Now, um, I'm glad you actually picked Deadlock. Uh, honestly, you could have picked any of them, but I really, I really fuck with this movie. Like Deadlock is insane heat. Uh, it's a, for those who haven't seen Deadlock, right? Um, it's from like 1970 and it's directed by Roland Click. Not a very prolific filmmaker, um, but all of the movies that he's done, um, I've pretty much dug. Like he's got another, he has a movie called Supermarket, uh, which is like a crime movie. Um, that's pretty dope. I pretty much like all of his all of his stuff. There's even a documentary. I think it's on like Prime about this guy. So, um, is this your first experience uh, seeing a, a a Roland Click movie? Yeah, I looked at because I love the movie so much. I looked mm-hmm. him up afterwards to see if I had seen anything, but I haven't. I haven't heard of him or seen any of his movies. So, so what about what about this movie? Did you did you find that you responded to? Besides everything, because it's kind of it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Really I mean great everything. Yeah, yeah. I took like notes down throughout the movie, just saw them on point. But yeah, I mean, number one, I've seen spaghetti westerns, but I've never seen a German spaghetti Getting western. Right. So I thought how like weird and offbeat that is in general. That all these actors, you know, this is German. This is even mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the north american coal mining company and things like that and i'm like what do you even know about the north american coal mining company you know what i'm saying like but yeah a lot of the shots the acting like how trippy it is um the storyline is just very simple it's Mm -hmm. not complex this guy's just all these people are fighting over this briefcase of money yeah yeah you know yeah, so I'll 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 go ahead and like give a brief yeah. kind of quick synopsis. Um, so basically, Deadlock starts and opens with a guy, the kid. That's all we kind of know him as. Um, he's walking yeah. through the desert, right? Um, and this movie was shot in Israel, which is another interesting uh, layer to this. So he's basically walking through Israel, even though it's supposed to be America, but he's walking through the desert and he's got a briefcase, and he's got like a gun. And he's just wandering aimlessly. And immediately, one of the things you notice is uh, the music, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's got yeah. this gnarly-ass music by this, uh, I think they're called The Can. Um, that's yeah, the Can. Music, the Can. Which yeah, is, I looked it up. Yeah. But um, he's wandering through, and we don't know any context of, like, we just know, oh, shit, like, this guy's hurt. He's got a giant briefcase and a gun. Then we see a, a, a guy driving down, a, you know, an empty road in the desert. Um, and he stops and he gets out and it's a minor, right? And this is this character's yeah. name is Dump, right? Um, which is appropriate. <laughs> and Dump gets out <laughs> to check because what we find out is that he sees the kid laying on the side of, you know, the road in the desert off a little incline. So he goes and checks on him and he checks his pulse. He's not conscious. And then he looks and he sees the briefcase, which is like has slid down a little bit further. So he runs down, yeah. um, opens the briefcase and inside of it is a lot of money. So immediately, you know, dump kind of closes the case, runs up with it, puts it in his truck. Right. Then he looks back and he goes back to the kid who's still unconscious and he picks up a giant 
fucking rock. <laughs> and he's like, you're like, oh, shit, he's about to like kill dude. Like, yeah. right? um, um, which would have been the smartest thing um, he did in this whole movie because he literally it does like, been, everything, yeah. everything wrong possible um, from on this. Um, this was the beginning of, of every wrong movie he makes. Uh, but before he can do it, there's almost like a, a, a divine intervention, right? Because uh, the kid sort of starts to, because he's on the rocks, he's like, it makes enough motion to where his body slides back down the hill further yeah as he's as dump is holding this rock over his head this big ass rock so he's just kind of i guess dump kind of looks at it as you know a sign from god himself too and he just he gets cold feet and doesn't kill him instead he just figures i guess i'm gonna leave him for dead and he jumps in his truck and drives away right yeah but this guy's you know he he, he may be a scumbag but he's not like a complete sociopath uh, so he gets halfway to where he's going and he stops and you could, you know, you can, you could see that like, he's like guilty and like, but he's also thinking in his head, maybe I really should have killed him because we know that because he, he, he grabs a wrench and he's like, he, he, he's like practices swinging the wrench says, fuck it. He goes back to get, to get the guy. <laughs> right. Cause you're like, oh, he's, cause yeah. at first you're like, oh, he, maybe he's, you know, had a, a change of heart. Right. But no, he's, he's going to try and kill him. Right. So he gets back there. And of course he's not there. Right. He's looking around like, oh shit, like, where did he go? And of course, at that point, um, we see that the kid is now by the truck, uh, in the truck <laughs> with his gun aimed at him. Yeah. And the kid like fires a couple of shots, not trying to hit him, just trying to scare him. Right. And he tells him basically like, you know, get in the truck. Right. And this begins sort of. Uh, this sets the whole thing in motion. So he takes the kid to where he stays. Right. And immediately we're introduced to a old uh, sex worker. <laughs> uh, 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 more like she looks like a lot lizard, you know, like one of those one of those women who she works at truck stop. Like a, like a very, yeah. a very, let's say that she's a, a world worry uh hooker right <laughs> like she's you could tell she's 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 got bodies a lot of bodies on her right <laughs> um so when we find out quickly that uh this is kind of like dumps um unofficial sort of woman like um yeah but yet she's still but we also find out that like uh he still like lets you know her do her thing when whenever drifters come through the town right you know that was that was crazy when the shot when she comes on screen she's all up in your face and yelling at him and i was like whoa you know this is a bit of a jarring shot but i fuck with it mm -hmm. you know but continue and and, and then we do we discover uh that they have a daughter um who's like i describe her as like she's like a feral beauty Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like something from like Jack, Jack Ketchum novel or some shit. Right. Like, just yeah, like yeah. A girl scruffy, who's just yeah, scruffy, wild, but beautiful. Right. And, and yeah. you can tell she's just old enough to where she's like, yeah. come, she's like an adult now. She's just you can tell like she's come came into her womanhood. And it's a big uh, sort of subplot, if you even want to call it that, uh, of like them constantly talking about if Dumps tried to sleep with his own daughter. Right. Yeah. You know, because yeah. not only does the mother mention it, but also there's a, there's another character who brings supplies in Enzo and he says it. We find out like, you know, you, you put your hands on the girl yet. You know what I mean? He's like, shut up. Right. So yeah. we're immediately introduced to these two women. They're the only other people there. Um, and we think, oh, like. Now that. The tables have been turned, 
um, that, okay, now Dump is gonna, you know, he's, he's, he's in trouble because the kid, you know, has, has now has the gun on him. He knows he tried to kill him. He knows he tried to take the money at the very least, right? Um, but the kid has Dump help him because he's still significantly wounded, right? So he's like, yo, you know, help me, you know, um, grab the money. He's like, no, and you know, Dump, the whole time, this guy's always trying to find an angle to get away with this money, right? So he's yeah. like, no, 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 I'll get it later. He's like, no, fuck that. Like, get, get, get the case, right? So he's like, all right, cool. So he takes him into his room in his little, you know, ramshackle home and lays him on the bed. And basically he passes out because he's so he's in so much pain. So that, you know, then of course, Dump takes the gun, throws him onto the, you know, just treats him like shit at that point. He's like, you know, he knows he's weak, but he doesn't kill him, which again, Dump makes a series of just the stupidest decisions you can ever They're think so of. Horrible. Um, yeah. Right. Um, and he won't remove the bullet in his arm. Right. Because he figures he comes, he comes, uh, and I'm jumping around because I'm not, I don't want to completely ruin this. I do want people to watch this movie. Um, but Dump won't remove the bullet initially because he wants, he figures maybe he could just die, you know, and then like when the, if the police come, I could just say I did everything I could for him, but he died, but I get, and I won't tell him about the money because this whole time he keeps trying to tell him about the money. But he does have a change of heart again because Dump is Dump, right? And um, <laughs> he does take the bullet out. And upon doing so, um, the kid heals up fairly quickly. Um, and the kid tells him about his partner, um, Sunshine, who is basically, Sunshine is the true sort of uh, antagonist of this movie, right? Um, and he's saying, you know, that Sunshine is supposed to meet him, right? Um, and Dump's really not trying to, uh, trying to uh, hear that. And of course, my phone is ringing in the middle of that. So sorry. Uh, but uh, D Dump is is at this point. Dump is um, he he's he's he, he there's mo there's moments where he thinks he every time Dump thinks that he has that the the sort of like the advantage he immediately loses it right like because he's he helped he helped the kid uh, like basically heal himself up and at that point. Like Dump still thinks he's like, you know, he's still ordering him around and shit. But then immediately you see, oh, like the kid takes the gun from him like fairly easily. And then easily. like and then just sort of like yeah. walks away from him. Like and we realize like, oh, Dump has completely lost control of this yet again. Right. Um, and then enter Sunshine. Right. And when Sunshine comes into the picture, uh, that's when everything sort of really amps up uh, to a degree where you have these three men. Right. Um and all three of them want the money. And you're constantly trying to figure out, okay, what happened between Sunshine and the kid? And also uh, what's gonna happen with Dump? Who, what is he gonna do to fuck this up? Uh, and then, that, yeah, that basically sets the stage without me ruining the rest of the movie for people. Um, but I might spoil it, fuck it, as we talk. Uh, <laughs> but it's very much like, I, I describe it as like, um, it's like a lo-fi, or not even a lo-fi, it's like a contained, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Say that, yeah. yeah. Right. But Grant, I'll let you sort of uh, speak so I'm not monopolizing this whole no, thing. No, it's fine. But um, okay. what did you think of like, First of all, what do you think of the actors in this movie? That's a good question. What do you think of the actors? Because oh, I really like. Yeah, I really like. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, I think almost 
I wouldn't really choose anybody else for any of them. Like they're really- Mr. Sunshine, he reminds me of like uh, Clint Eastwood sort of character. Um, dump. He definitely looks grimy, desperate, dirty. You know, a little gluttonous. He's overweight. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. You right. know, you could yeah. kind of tell the sex worker. She looks like a sex worker. She looks kind of sloppy. She's been in the game for a while. She's got bodies, like you said. <laughs> um, the kid, yeah, the kid too. I feel like really good character, like because he just kind of reminds me of a drifter. He's kind of young. You can tell he still has some morals, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, he has some hope for the future. He does kind of defend dump a few times here and there because he did technically like save nurse his him life. back to health. Right, yeah. right, right. Technically you saved know? his life in, in the yeah. process of thinking and plotting to try to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole guy's, <laughs> yeah. you know, alibi. Yeah, uh, the yeah. feral girl, I thought she was great too. She doesn't really talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She just makes these sounds and like screams and shit and real feral like you said but she's great i mean like just for being this weird girl who's floating around this ghost town the whole time i love it you know but sunshine Um, though that sunshine to me right yeah he just has that look right like like um it's interesting i this this movie's like roland click was clear was clearly you know influenced by Leone, right? This definitely has Sergio yeah. Leone vibes, but um, something that Sergio Leone said once about um, Lee Van Cleef, right? Which I think applies to the actor who plays uh, Sunshine in this is that he said he has yeah. a face like an eagle, right? Yeah, that's exactly what this guy looks like, like a fucking eagle, like you know what he I mean? Does like, look like, like, like he has that like form. Yeah. very like pointed like fucking no like the way his face is just shaped right and it's and he's got like his one eye is sort of kind of you know yeah. uh, <laughs> cocked a little bit like you know it's not like you know like it's like one eye is sort of open the other eyes yeah it's closed. like always squinting squinting he has such yeah. a presence on right. screen when he comes and he's comes like through. He's, he's like gaunt you know what i mean yeah he's like, he's like a he's like a living scarecrow almost right like he is he like is. uh and he's just so fucking perfect for the role and even like there's just moments where like uh <laughs> he like truly sort of shows how like 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 of a bad guy he is but like in a way that's like maniacal and like like he's constantly like doing things to like fuck with like dump like you know what i mean because yeah, he's, like, cause he's yeah. like he automatically recognizes like like okay i'm like way smarter than this guy um I know what he's trying, you know what I mean? So he's, he's yeah, he takes, with him but every moment he has to toy with him, he fucks with him like over and over again. Right. Which, yeah. which, which I really uh, enjoyed. Um, I think that um, the dump, uh, like you said, the guy who plays him, um, he's just a, like, a, again, the casting is really good in this because like, he really is a oaf, right? Like just a big, yeah like goofy like you know <laughs> just just like straight like you're like what the fuck you know but like he sells it in a way that's yeah. like you know uh yeah it's it's just if you like the good the bad and the ugly like i don't see this is like a condensed version of that it's like in 90 minutes instead of like the whole sort of like sprawling epic that leone did where you know you've got the good which is 
you know, uh, Eastwood's character, you know, um, the, the man with no name. And then you have Lee Van Cleef, who's supposed to be the bad. And then you have Tuco, who's the ugly, right? Which it's like, uh, I feel like it's the same sort of, same sort of dynamic, right? You've got the kid who's the good. You've got uh, Sunshine is the bad. And you've got Dump, who's the ugly, right? And in that same yeah. way, they kind of play off of each other. Um, and again, like to, to call this a good, the bad and the ugly sort of riff is accurate. But I also feel like I don't want to be uh, reductive because I do. I really do feel like this movie stands on its own, despite its obvious influences that it wears on its shoulders. Right. Right. On its shoulders. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's still one of those movies that I feel like really uh, stands on its own because of the things that you know, uh, click just sort of, and he was relatively young when he made this movie. Um, but like, I just feel like he just, I just feel like he just nailed it. Like, you know what I mean? He like, did I, nail it. Yeah. This is like a great crime movie, right? It's like a neo western. You know what I mean? But it's just like a great crime movie. Yeah, I feel like even if you don't dig spaghetti westerns western. like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, this yeah. would be something I would show someone. Like, I know you hate westerns but check this shit out it's different right it's not only that it's also like it's minimal dialogue which which is a good thing because i feel like like you said like i know that you know these actors weren't actually american and you know um at least i don't think all of them were and i'm not quite sure i don't think any of them were but you know i could be wrong but i'm i don't think any of them actually were and i know obviously the director's not um but like i feel like it doesn't need to be this movie's almost you could just play this movie with you don't need to even like you would miss the music which i, I feel like the music is a great aspect of this movie yeah but you could put this movie on mute and watch it and completely understand it you know That's what i'm true. saying like it's you true. you won't miss yeah. anything if you put the if you just completely muted it and like just let it play and in that way it's like you know it's like that that it's pure cinema right it's like it's what it's what movies do it's like movies like this are a good example of like how it separates itself from like you know, other, other forms of sort of storytelling, like where it's like, okay, cause it's all visual, right. As opposed to like, yeah. you know, like, like, you know, as you, as you write, you understand like what separates the novel is, you know, the fact that like the novel is more sensory, like novel, you can do things like touch, taste, smell, you know, mu- movies is just all visual. Like, yeah, you have an audio yeah. element as well. You know, it's audio visual, but, but it, you know, it's that tactileness that like you can have with like prose is not like, that's exclusive right but this shit like this is what is exclusive to cinema right it's like when you can do something like that which like you could literally just watch it like again this is a movie that you've played in the background you would stop and look because it's also um it's just composed well you know it is very like 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 just if you just notice i don't know did you notice any like the the, like cinematography and like the shots how they were framed yeah i feel like they were all very well framed like the wide shots of the desert like even the introduction of the kid the introduction mr sunshine and the way the sun's just beaming down and oppressive there's a shot of a dump running alongside the train or trying to run to the yeah. train that's probably one of my favorite shots yeah, yeah, yeah. and just the way it was shot like the trains in the foreground i think and he's sort of on the side running and i was just like wow like people wouldn't 
try to do something like this, they'd usually just do some boring ass shot of the train full on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It really like the, like they really make the most of sort of like that, like small, like space that they're in. I mean, it's, it's, it's vast because they're in the middle of nowhere, but like, how many movies have we saw where it takes place in the middle of like a desert and it's just like flat, boring, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Not like, like they managed to sort of like, it's even though it's such a smaller scale type of movie, like it still has scope, right? It, does, it still yeah. has scope because yeah. they take advantage of sort of like the vistas and like the fucking, you know, um, the desert. Like you feel like, you know how like in a desert, you know, like, and that's part of the some of the editing is like this too where you feel like um like you're just in the desert and you see like the heat shimmers and like the mirage like a mirage will appear and some shit like the movie has that quality like in some aspects like it's a more fucking like is this whole movie like a desert mirage like you know what i mean like you know what i mean Is, is the whole movie like like it has that weird sort of uh i don't know like yeah it's just something about that's why when i told you i was like it kind of reminds me of like leone on acid like it has yeah, yeah. when you said on acid i was kind of like i love i love shrooms i love <laughs> trippy surreal yeah movies and it definitely does have this dreamlike quality yeah to all of it you know yeah it's just i, I really responded to that the first time i saw this because first time i saw this i was like blown away because i was just like yo what is this movie um and I was just like, yo, how, why isn't nobody ever like, why isn't nobody hip to this? Why isn't nobody talking about this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, as much as they talk about like some of the more prominent, more well-regarded, uh, you know, again, I consider this a Western, I guess you could consider it a crime film. I mean, it's a little bit of both, right? It's a yeah, little bit of both because both. it's, you know what I mean? Cause it's like technically, I mean, I can't even really quite tell what, like period this takes place in you know what i mean yeah <laughs> you know yeah you like it, honestly you could kind of get away with doing this movie now you know what i mean aside from like you know like they're in the middle of nowhere there wouldn't be no cell phone service or no shit and they that's true yeah you know what i mean like maybe it's somebody maybe you'd switch up the details maybe it's somebody like you know in the middle of nowhere like it being like an oil you know an oil refinery or some shit i don't fucking know but like yeah. i feel like it's such a uh kind of perfect little like i don't know uh it's just like one of those movies that's just it can work almost in any sort of time period right yeah multiple Um, decades and yeah like you said i'm surprised like tarantino hasn't championed this as far as i know or i mean he might have honestly he probably saw again i don't put i never put it past i was talking about this with uh jedediah airs which is I don't yeah. put it past Tarantino to have seen anything and not ch- like I feel like Tarantino, as much as he's a great uh, champion of, of like stuff, he does keep things to himself, too. Like, you know, there's that's certain, true. That's certain true. Movies he does. That, he does put stuff out there. And then yeah. I do feel like he's so well versed and seen so much that that would make sense. Right. To like keep it yeah, close yeah. to the chest. Like, yeah, it's this like is a know, gem. Right. Know? And like, you know how like when you're I don't know if you like when you create stuff right like when you're sitting down to write like and you have your sort of like uh 
the sort the stuff that you're really that's really like uh inspiring you or you're like vibing with right like you sort of tend to keep that stuff close you know what i mean like yeah like the instinct yeah. is to be like to, to tell people about it but it's also like actually i'm kind of like using this right now a little bit like that's kind of like that's referring yeah. to this a lot as i like you know it's like one of several things that i'm like sort of like trying to so like i look at quentin as one of those type of creators where like yeah he's going to tell you like about all kinds of shit but there are certain things that he's going to withhold or like he might mention them like but it'll be like offhand like you know yeah real brief brief. like yeah there's this one (laughs) that's pretty great and then they just keep moving they'll talk about something else you know what i mean and i feel like i would be surprised if he hadn't seen this movie like but i mean maybe he might have a blind spot there's just so much shit out there like you know like yeah there's a lot of shit like um i I feel like everyone misses something there's just too much there's too much right there's no this idea that like there's one person who contains like all of the encyclopedic knowledge of uh every no it's not it's not possible um i mean i have i have a lot of blind spots and stuff that like uh, I know vaguely about, but I purposely like don't watch. Like, there's certain there's certain filmmakers, there's certain writers, uh, certain artists, music, you know, like that. I just I know about them, but I really don't listen to them. You know same, what I mean? Same. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I don't really. I like. I know you're talking about, but I really. That's not my. That's not my my shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of which, um, on that tip. Uh, what about you? What are what are some of your sort of uh, influences outside of, you know, not only not only when it comes to sort of writing, but, you know, in terms of like the, the world of the literary world, so to speak. Um, yeah. But also film wise and music wise, because, again, I like I feel like that's another similarity we have. I feel like we've, yeah. we've, we've probably dipped our toes in all three. A of lot of things. different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a big question. Um, trying to think off. Feel the free top to withhold and keep the ones that you don't want. <laughs> no, nah, I mean I could definitely. I mean I've talked about certain people multiple times. I mean a big influence. A lot of people are always kind of like, why? But Kanye right. is a huge influence. I mean I'm from Chicago, so there's that. But also sort of like how he lives life as this big piece of art and uh things like that his production the fashion like i think the boldness and the audacity like the risk he takes on records and music and just in his life that shit really inspires me with my writing like even i saw him on the yeezus tour um i went to go visit uh chris sack newsome i don't know if you're familiar with the writer yeah, yeah. Um, he wrote Private Midnight, but I went to go visit him to go shoot a music video out in the Valley of Fire, which helped inspire part of uh, God's Leftovers, you know. Um, when is that coming out? That's the 26th of August. Of August, so, okay. Or the cool. end of August. Cool, cool. So, yeah, so things like Kanye, just like the boldness, like, uh, and I don't remember, I don't, I'm sure you're familiar with Kanye, but Jesus, yeah. his set, uh, he has the big mountain, which pays homage to Alejandro Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck up yeah. his last name, but he's a big influence on me as well. Like yeah. the surrealism and uh, yeah. avant-garde qualities. Like mm-hmm. great filmmaker. Um, have you seen uh, El Topo? 
Yeah, See, El Topo, El Topo has El some Topo. vibes like Deadlock. The Deadlock. Yeah, you know, yeah, there you know, are. There's, there's the some, overlap. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, El Topo is great. Holy Mountain. Um, I was gonna say, uh, I'm trying to think who else. The I mess up everyone's names. The Softy Brothers. The Safties. Yeah, Safties. Safties Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah good time um mm. uncut gems that really kind of seeing those movies kind of opened up my eyes too in terms of like character depiction yeah because it's kind of like these characters you're not forced to think they're villains or adam sandler's characters this bad it's just kind of like this is who he is he's a flawed human he's a fuck up <laughs> greasy he's slimy and that's something i try to bring to a lot of my fiction like especially with like uh, black gypsies, I want these characters to be very, um, what's the word? You kind of make your own judgment. You come away with your own opinion. You're not sitting here like, this is a good guy. This is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. You, you know? want to be sort of like, uh, like sort of removed and you're not like, um, you're presenting them. Like, yeah, you're yeah. not like trying to sort of like, make some sort of moral or take some sort of moral stance yeah whether yeah, they're one like way or the other stances. you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like um yeah i feel that i mean i'm a big safety uh head i feel like you know i go back and forth i do like the safety brothers i like heaven have you seen heaven knows what no i haven't so actually. heaven knows what is the um the movie that preceded good time right it was came before good time yeah. And like it has like necro in it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's like yeah. fucking necro in it. Um he's not like a the star. Um actually the yeah. star is is this girl. Um it's about her. She wrote a book apparently because she was like a uh, a heroin addict. And like heaven knows what is basically like her life, like or you know, a certain point in her life. Uh, so it's like very bleak, you know, very what Safties do. The Safties have this tendency to um, and that's one of the criticisms that people have of the Safties, which I feel like is valid. I still fuck with the Safties. I do. I still love yeah. good time. I love uncut gems. Um, but people do say this. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I feel, I've heard people criticize authors like this, too. They're like, yo, the Safty brothers, like, uh, why are they why are they specifically um, obsessed with sort of the downtrodden? Right. Like yeah. why why are they specifically obsessed with telling stories from a class that they themselves aren't necessarily part of because like their father uh, yeah. has money, like they grew up with money, you know, um, which is a, a fair um yeah, that being fair criticism, yeah. you know, but I do fuck with them. I do feel like uh yeah, I'm yeah. interested in seeing what's next, you know. Um they had another movie before that called Daddy Long Legs, too. That was pretty good. Uh, but this is like this is when they were doing stuff like really indie you know what i mean like yeah. as a, they kind of graduated the, they kind of graduated with uncut gems yeah yeah mm -hmm. the only other thing i've seen i know one of them was uh there's like some hip-hop show i don't remember if you've seen it like there's some yeah the hbo one the hbo one yeah oh it's horrible <laughs> yeah i don't really i don't really dig it uh, you know fucking, uh, something island uh what the fuck was it called uh uh good time i don't know what the fuck is yeah that? i forgot what i think something, drake's a producer something island something island. yeah it's just i was excited for it another bad thing i'm gonna put this in my newsletter uh mm -hmm. link to this our talk in this podcast but mm -hmm. uh there's a producer named beef i'm cool with who helped produce it too and i was just kind of like damn like i thought this was gonna be some really good weird shit but it's kind of like <laughs> a bad experiment 
Um, but I'm trying to think any other, like writer wise, I mean, there's a ton of people like Clive Barker, uh, Jack Ketchum, like you said, is a big influence, Richard Lehman, Rath James yeah. White, all the Broken River crew. Yeah. yeah. You know, J. David Osborne, Kelby, they all kind of like David Simmons, they all motivate me to write better. Edward Rathke. Mm. Um, they're all like big influences. And I've said, you know, all of them too. So it's kind of mm. like they're all doing kind of like different shit in writing and a little bit more experimental crime, um, which kind of makes me feel like I can do. I could do whatever the hell I want and I don't yeah. have to be stuck in a certain genre. And obviously I started on Bizarro. So like a lot of those guys, Jeremy Robert Johnson's Johnson, a big influence, yeah, yeah. Stephen Graham Jones, Jones. like it's yeah. endless, yeah. you know? So, yeah. 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 It's interesting when it comes to like that whole Bizarro thing. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think the first, my first encounter with it, I don't even know how I came across it. It was years ago. Uh, I think it was the haunted vagina. Oh yeah, yeah, Carlton Mellick. Carlton, yeah, I, have whole, I feel like he's usually the entry point. Yeah, for a lot I was of like, yo, what is this a real thing, right? I was, I remember yeah. first encountering. I have like, I have, I have a few Carlton Mellick books in there. Yeah, uh, me on, too. On, on my shelf, but uh, they're very, uh, <laughs> they're very. I mean, the haunted vagina is is fucking so uh, my my introduction, and then sort of that sort of got me like acquainted with the idea of bizarro fiction right and then i sort of went yeah. down that rabbit hole of like and i kind of like it i feel like bizarro's dead obviously now um it is pretty dead yeah it used to be very vibrant but i feel like day. you know i i try i think i can identify the point of it dying right it's you the probably point, can it's that point where uh the dude and i forget his name but the dude basically got canceled because he did the, the, the thing one? with the, but the, where you know how oh, Bizarro, Bizarro Con? Yeah, the Bizarro Con where they do the with fucking, the fetus. Yeah, the baby fetus. Like, because yeah, they, they have, have the Bizarro Showdown. Uh, yeah, explain Chandler that. Morrison. Explain that for people yeah, who have yeah, no yeah. idea what so we're they have, about. So they have a Bizarro Con every year, Bizarro Convention. Um, I've been to one pretty cool, good time. People get drunk, they do readings, and they have this thing called the Bizarro Showdown, I believe. I can't remember its official name, but you win like a prize or something or some weird trophy. So people put on these big performances and read. I wasn't there that year, but people texted me about it. Um, Chandler Morrison, I haven't read his work, but he seems like a good writer. Right. He kind of writes more extreme fiction, um, kind of like Edward Lee, I guess, and guys like that. And he had like a fetus. And I guess it was like a black baby and people thought he was like racist and they were like, you're fucked up for this fetus. And I can't remember if it hit someone in a crowd, but they really came down hard on him and tried to cancel him. And it was so bad, they got rid of Jeff Burke who was running Deadite Press, which published one of his books and they replaced him. And then I think Chandler Morrison, he was almost like, it almost seemed like he was exiled from Bizarro. Right. Yeah. And they, a bunch of people are like, Bizarro shit and Bizarro is this. And, but it was already kind of bad before that. There was other guys like Gary Arthur Brown, like, fuck that guy. He was, <laughs> um, I've met him. He's kind of weird. He's, yeah. 
he was like har sexually harassing women at the cons and like trying to touch women and things like that and they're still letting him cook i don't know why um <laughs> but yeah wow. so he kind of fucked wow. things up too yeah. yeah there are other people trying to fuck with people and it's then, interesting it's interesting you know. because it's like it's interesting who allow, who they sort of kind of allow to continue to cook and who they don't yeah right? yeah um and it's kind of interesting too because bizarro specifically right i highlight that that movement because it is a movement that sort of is akin to sort of like countercultural sort of movements of the of, of previous times yeah. where it's like if you're into bizarro and you know what bizarro is that's supposed to be transgressive line like you know line crossing button pushing shit right yeah um yeah. And i think uh it's actually uh it's actually uh jdo that tweeted something about that today i'm gonna pull it up <laughs> what did he say it's still trying to understand how some people went from champions of edgy transgressive outsider art to wanting to speak to the manager in less than a decade it's been a wild sight to behold they should be ashamed truly and i and i obviously i retweeted that that's how i was able to pull it up so fast but like i feel like that that applies to the bizarro world and that whole yeah. you know because it's like okay like I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's just weird that people can write if have all this content in these books and write these kind of stories and then react that way to that specific thing. And like, and then like, like you said, you got that Gary Arthur Brown dude, who's apparently like, you know, uh, you know, touching all women and shit, you know, uh, without consent and all that kind of shit. Yeah, like, without just, consent, yeah. You know, he's, uh, and, and like, no one's, and he's like, hasn't been ostracized or no shit like that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, but you're right. Like JDO, me and him, we have a lot of talks. We're good friends. Obviously he's publishing Black Gypsies too, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, we've talked about this very frequently. Like every time someone's getting canceled or someone being attacked or they're fucking like, everyone's so uptight yeah. in these communities. Yes. And like you said, it's supposed to be transgressive like people are writing dark fucked up fiction but you can't handle a different I, view yeah you know? and i feel like but. i feel like it's just strange because it's like okay nice I, I, there are again bizarro like i know that there's guys who have sort of like you know you yourself included you know jdo included i mean uh i think you mentioned um uh fucking jeremy robert johnson like people who have like transcended that and gone beyond that and started yeah, like sort yeah. of doing their own thing like you know so like i get that but like it's just like yeah you've seen people come out of that and sort of go on to do other things you know and 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 but it's like that whole concept like the people that would be drawn to that sort of world right i feel like that should be sort of one of the things that like is a requirement or like before you like is like that you can't be sort of that type of individual and do that type of shit like that be, be yeah. you can't be a bizarro writer and then be like you know okay like have karen yeah, you can't be a soft karen right? you can't yeah, be a pussy yeah. like with this energy of like I don't want this type of food. Like even JDO, how he wrote, like, uh, I don't know if you saw his tweet where all the people are holding hands and it's kind of like, 
oh, we're going to meet about what we were allowed to write about in horror fiction this week, you know? And that shit is so true. It's like yeah, every week, yeah. it's kind of like there's some new drama, Joyce Carol Oates feeling like white people are oppressed white writers aren't getting deals and it's like what are you talking, talking about, about like, right right you know what but here's what it is right there's a script now right there's yeah. a script and everybody it doesn't matter like what category you fall in in terms of like your race class privilege whatever right like yeah sexual orientation whatever like everybody knows the script now so it's like there is a script it's yeah. like okay how am yeah. i gonna victim bully my way into the position like you know what i'm saying into some yeah into, how am i gonna victim bully into a bag Why well, you know it's so disingenuous but like that's what everyone employs now everyone like i say everyone but you know obviously like there's a lot of people there's yeah. a lot I mean, of people you see it every week if you right. even follow enough writers it's kind of like someone tries to be it's gonna like here's the thing some shit. here's the thing it's gonna age it's already starting to get people getting tired of it but it's gonna age yeah. badly like it's gonna age it like is, and I don't think yeah. people understand that. I don't think people I don't think people really get like how they're sort of showing their hand by how far they go with this and how far they ride with this sort of wave, right? Where it's like it's like at the end of the day, you claim to be sort of, you know, an artist, right? Or a creative type, right? Yeah. And you know, um, but you're advocating for sort of this reactionary uh sort of almost puritanical sort of uh like corporate ass yeah like, like just like uh, move like I, I i don't know it's 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 just it's just the strangest thing to me it's like when you look at and i understand it from a simple from a simple like level of like these a lot of people are just trying to sort of play the game right they're just trying yeah. to play the game so they can get in where they fit in. But it's, it's like the, it's the opposite of like art. It's like, like you, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like at that point, if you go in, like at, at what point does those people, I stop, like, there's a lot of people who I've like lost respect for. Like, um, or I'm just like, yo, I used to fuck with that person. I just, now I can't like, I just, they just played their hand too far. Like, and it's like, it's like, now they're just like, I can't even look at them the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. That's why I'm like, some people shouldn't have Twitter. Some people have right. Twitter like, fingers. I, there's certain people you know? that I give a pass. You know, there's certain people yeah. I do, where I'm like, you know, I'm not like Stephen King has the worst Twitter. You know, I've said this before. Yeah. Like, the most yeah. like sort of like he's a, you know, grandpa liberal Twitter. Like, yeah, you know, that's, like, that, yeah you got to kind of have con where it's kind of like, I feel the same way about Stephen King. I'm right. like, you're kind of. You're kind of old. Yeah. I even give guys You're like Don Winslow. Like, I'll give Don Winslow a yeah, pass. Like, yeah. I just, I'm like, okay, Don, like, you know, I'm not going to, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to, you know, even you though know I do, I do feel like. if you've made enough good as yeah, books yeah, yeah. and create enough art too i'm kind of like all right you're not saying anything real crazy like right right and i i do think that like again man this is this is such an interesting topic to me because on, on the on the topic of winslow uh, and again, I think it was, I think it was JDO again. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think it was him. Somebody was saying something to the effect of like how they criticized Don Winslow for sort of uh, like his obsession with like the border. Oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, and like, yeah. Yeah, I've like, seen people say that, yeah. You know, it's like, but he gets how he gets a pass. But like, you know, when like American Dirt came out, um, they were all jumping yeah. down, you know, 
the the woman who wrote it, like they were coming for her, right? Because they're like, how are you going to write this story as a white person? Da da da. You know, um, uh, and again, like there is validity in pointing things out like that for sure. But I feel like again, it's interesting who gets a pass and who doesn't, right? It is true. And it's yeah. like when yeah. you look at a guy like Don Winslow. Um, and again, this is like shout out to Don Winslow. I'm, I don't have beef with Don Winslow. I like Don. Yeah, he once, either, he once yeah. tweeted. He, he once tweeted favorably like a long time ago about something, um, and I was like, okay, thanks, Don. Um, but um, <laughs> and I'll probably read his next book, whatever. But 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 my whole thing yeah. is like, like the criticism that uh, I think it was. I think it was JDO. I think it was that like yo like like you have like actually no connection to the border like that. Like you don't like you know what I mean. I'm not quite sure. What Winslow? I know Winslow was like a you know a detective for a while, private detective, and um, yeah, I think that. I know he lived in like like that. You know, did did he really live in the border town? Like I know he lived all over. You know. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I think kind of everything you've said is as familiar as I know with his background and his, I guess, loose connection to the border. Yeah, so it's just weird. You know, it's just I just look at guys who have you know. It's like it's like for example, it's like you you from Chicago, so it's like okay, you know, like you writing about Chicago isn't necessarily a surprise, right? But if yeah, it, yeah. but if it's somebody that's not from Chicago, you're like, yo, you ain't even really from Chicago. Like, I mean, if you live there, that's one thing, right? Um, but even then, it's like, what kind of shit are you writing about Chicago, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I talked about Jed. I talked about Jack Clark. Um, Jack Clark, who wrote Nobody's Angel. And again, there's a guy from Chicago who drove a cab in Chicago during the 90s. And I think he's, maybe he still does. I don't know. But uh, uh, but his book is reflective of that. Right. It's reflective. Yeah. of That is from that perspective. You know, um, it's not like he's fucking talking about, you know, characters, you know, doing drills and shooting ops yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> doing shit like that like you know like it's from a white guy's perspective who lived in chicago um and i'm again i always tell people like this is fiction right like you're allowed to make up shit you don't have to be from somewhere yeah. to write about it yeah for sure but there is validity in sort of like looking at certain people's tendencies right and sort of like what they're sort yeah. of what their bread and butter is and if your bread and butter is built off of like the backs of like people who you really have no connection with that's kind of sus like it you know what i mean sus, it's kind of yeah. sus right it's kind of sus it's where you, you just kind of look at it like hmm you know like you know there's a certain writer who 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 like i guess when i heard his I, when i heard him explain it it kind of made sense to me but like he's got a new book coming out um and i liked his previous two books that may have may have been on broken river uh uh wink wink <laughs> so i'll probably know who you're talking yeah and about. i think yeah. his next book would probably be pretty good probably um yeah it's probably going to be solid um yeah. but it's just interesting when you really dove into his background um where you're like okay well you write about mexicans but you're not you're like that's, not mexican that's i mean you're funny. I, you're i'm surprised you know about yeah, yeah. uh the shit because it's almost like this underground thing that's spreading mm -hmm. that people know where it's kind of like i heard i heard you don't really come from yeah but i heard this writer recently um on, on a, I can't forget where he was on but he was talking about that um and he sort of said something to the effect of yeah I'm not from there you know I'm you know um that's not my background he explained his background but then he also said like how he he worked with like you know dreamers and like uh did a lot of like ESL and 
stuff, I guess. I think he was doing stuff like that. He was like teaching. I think he has. Yeah, he's done teaching a lot, a lot of those lot in, tech, of in, in Texas, right? So I, you know, yeah. so I kind of like I understand it a little bit more now. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That gives like a little bit more. Where context. where he's sort of like you know he he sort of articulated this viewpoint of like um like no I just been I was like no one else was like around me but these people. And I sort of like living down there and teaching and it is sort of sort of I've sort of became part of that world a little bit, you know, so I'm like, you know, it's I guess, you know what I mean? But it's, it's always yeah, what I'll say you could kind of. Yeah, you kind of cook with that. Yeah, I mean, at you least know, he admitted that he's not. Right, know. right. Because, you know, he could have been like completely like not saying shit about it. You know, he yeah, he could have been like, nah, I'm not saying nothing like fuck that. You know, you could I'm gonna let y'all think. You know, and he didn't do that. So I guess on that level, it's like, okay, cool. You know, a lot of stuff is just assumptions, right? But I'm always, I'm interested in shit like that because I'm always, yeah, interested, yeah, yeah. I'm always interested in like sort of like creators and like where they come from because I'm always like, and it's because it's always reflective in the work. And when it's not reflective in the work, when I mean like when it's not like overtly reflective necessarily, like where it seems to be that their obsessions have nothing to do with sort of, um, or maybe not their obsessions, maybe their obsessions are still present, right, in the work. Yeah. But their depictions don't tend to sort of, the characters they tend to depict and the people they tend to populate their stories with aren't anything to do with sort of who they are. It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it is interesting. Because so, I try to go for authenticity in my own work, and I right. think about that a lot. I sit here and I think, I'm like, you know, how are people going to respond to this? Like Black Gypsies has a lot of Black people in it. It's very Black book, right. Chicago. Um, even the term Gypsy is a slur. Slur, yeah. You it's, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some, I've had one person confront me on Twitter about it, uh, which I don't know if you saw it. Like, um, No, but here's the thing about the term Gypsy, right? Um, I recognize that like there are people who take that a certain way, but it's just like, the c word here right yeah, yeah. it's it's reverse right because there, i don't as far as i know there's not a large roma community uh in the united states like that right no, no like no. there never has been a, a presence like it is overseas right so so it has a different context that word has a different context here like to to be a gypsy here means to be a drifter like a nomad yeah people usually think wanderer wanderer drifter. right anybody could in an american context anybody can be a gypsy like yeah you know and that's more anybody. of the context right so yeah, it's, it's just weird when it's just weird when people per ignore that and under, like you know because it's like if you go to if you go to england and a guy calls you a cunt like yeah. that's just normal. Like they'll call their moms, dads, everybody just calls each other. They throw that word around. But if you said it over here, it has a totally different. It's like one of the worst things you can call. Yeah, specifically a woman. Like you know, like you call a woman that over here. It's like yo, it's it's. You could get the beats if you know what I'm saying. Like because yeah, I feel like even Chicago, you call someone a goofy. Yeah, goofy. In it Chicago, hits, it it's hits pretty different. fucking bad. Yeah, right, it's kind of like, like, yeah, like if you call somebody goofy and, you, and then they're worse, they're not really, you know. Yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, that's funny. You, you know, know, or like whatever, bro. Like, you know, but like in Chicago, it's like, call me a goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I mean. <laughs> like, like it, 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 it's, it's people sort of ignore the context a lot of times. And there's, and a lot of times they're being intellectually dishonest, right? When yeah. They, they when are. they do that, when they come at you about your title, as you know, it's it literally has nothing to do with the Roma people. Um, and you can make the argument that like, yo, you should stop using certain type of language and yada, yada, yada. And I've heard that we've all heard those sort of 
arguments, right? And I can, on some level, I kind of vibe with it a little bit, I feel like, but on another level, I kind of don't. Like, I'm in, I'm a little bit conflicted about it because I feel like we've seen the extreme of that shit so much. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's almost to the point where like people are, it's like a, people are not capable of being adults about yeah. <laughs> the realities of humans and like life in general, like, like the realities of the world. Right. Like, yeah, you know, there used yeah. to be a time where like adult, there was a, this idea, this concept of adult shit. Right. Like in the world of adults, there's certain things, there's certain things that are just, there's a, there's a lack of niceties, right. There's a lack of, yeah. because it's the, the world is harsh, you know, or, yeah. or this, 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 this idea that like, you know, Things are more complex. We don't live in a black and white world. We live in a gray one, right? Um, yeah. But now everything is about trying to make things in the context of black and white. Um, but the problem is no one actually really measures up to that standard. Like nobody, you know, like in, the, you can look yeah. at the, the loudest, biggest, most vocal proponent for whatever sort of, you know, call out. I like to call it call out culture. You could look at somebody it who's is, at the yeah. leading forefront of call out culture who's always calling people out. And if you just do a cursory glance into their life, you, you automatically start seeing contradictions immediately just popping up one after another after yeah. another. Like, like you can't measure up to this standard that you're sort of like arbitrarily applying to the world now. Um, and it's gotten out of control. And again, it's, you know, it's like childish. It it's really like is. when you watch children sort of like, you know, like I have my eight-year-old son's upstairs probably going ham right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, it's very childish, right? Like, but that's what kids it do. Is, yeah. Like, like I don't, but when, when you're a fucking whole adult, it start. it's just, it's just like, I don't have the grace for a lot of adults. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, I would have for a child. I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, and you know what I mean? Like, and people will be like, oh, you're being dismissive. I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm being dismissive. Like I just, I just, because it's worthy of just being dismissive. Like I'm not gonna yeah. sit here and and humor you. Like you know what I mean. Like and you know I, I, again, like this idea that like like we have to. Everyone now has to be like a a therapist with every person they interact with. Like right, like this obsession with like trauma and traumatizing people. It's like yeah. Look, we don't have degrees in that shit. We're not therapists. Like, stop using sort of social work terms and like bodies and spaces and all this shit and apply. Any, and these people don't even understand what these terminologies actually mean. Yeah, they you don't. Know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just sick of like, because like, you don't know what you're talking about. Half the time, I'm like listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. Like, they don't. They're just yeah. regurgitating things they've overheard, right? You these know, it's terms. Like, terms they don't, they don't, people don't even understand intersectionality. Like, so it's like, they, they, they yeah. use that wrong all the time. I, and I just look at them like, like, I don't know what to tell you, you know, because, you know, like you can just because people just use this. But again, it feels like everybody's just trying to be like, again, we infantilization of the society we live in is so heightened, like like the people are just like, you know, it's my it's my party, you know, and I, and I it's, you know, like the song and I can cry if I want to. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Fuck you. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like and you need to you need to just shut up. You know, I feel yeah, like it's that's, like I just I just want to make art. And sometimes art's going to make you uncomfortable. That's what it's supposed it's to do. Make you happy. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. what it's supposed to. So a lot of times, I've because of the internet and internet culture and the zeitgeist we're in currently, like I've had to question things. Like when I put sex in a book, are people going to get upset? You know. But that got wrong myself. It's like there is a purpose to this. It's not, you know, 
for whatever. Um, and then, you know, there's a, a talk in a brighter community, like, I don't want to have, I don't like sex in books. I don't like sex in movies. And it's like, are you an adult? Like, right, people have right, sex. Right, right. It's, like, a, it's again, it's a, like a new puritanism. Like, yeah, it's like some new puritanical shit. It's like, because they feel like they don't want to touch that subject. You know, like, that's why it's reflective in the films, too. It's like, you know, mo most Hollywood movies are completely sexless now. Like, it, it, I always say that all the time, like the films have zero libido, like no yeah. libido whatsoever. Um, it's just gone. Like, you have to, like, look elsewhere. You have to look at indie, the indie, you know, the indie scene or, you know, movies that come from overseas. You're not going to find it in any sort of mainstream Hollywood movies, at least not right now. The climate is too corporatized and, like, yeah. sanitized. They just, you know, after, you know, we live in a post Me Too era where they just don't want to touch that shit with a fucking. Yeah, even these uh, content pole. warnings and books. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Trigger warnings. There's probably, there's probably been like one book I read, uh, Paula D. Ash, her collection, We Are Hurt. Mm -hmm. We Are Here to Hurt Each Other. There's like, there's like children getting hurt. There's like incest and things mm -hmm. like that. And it's real dark, real disturbing shit. So I'm kind of like, okay. Like maybe that's a little fair because of how far she goes with her books, but it's good shit, you know. Yeah. But like God's leftovers, my book has cannibalism, as necrophilia, as all this fucked up shit. I'm not putting content warnings in there. Like you read the back of the book and you read the blurbs. These people said, "Hey, I got triggered. Hey, this book's fucked up. Like you should know. Like if I pick up a Jack Ketchum book." It's going to be a fucked up book. Right. Like, I'm not going right. to sit here and expect some sweet. I don't know. I'm not getting Twilight when I'm reading Jack Ketchum, you know? Right. So, you know. Yeah, it's 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 always, it's been, it's, I find like this, this topic is just, uh, it's like, it, it is, it is, a, it is the topic. And what it I mean by that topic, is, yeah. what I mean by that is like, and I don't think these people are aware of it, but it's like, it's this is this whole discussion about like the sensitivity that exists now and what people are allowed to do and aren't allowed to do is the defining thing about making art today. And, it, and in a way, it's always been the defining thing. It just yeah. looked different in different areas, yeah. right? Like, yeah, there's always been the sort of like, you know, what's sort of viewed as socially acceptable, right? And then the stuff that's viewed as like, you're not allowed to do that right and it's like artists you know what i'm saying true artists are sort of, are sort of sort of trying to explore the explore those ideas and those aspects that they're trying to sort of uh push under the rug right and like like the the things about human beings that they're uncomfortable with right that exist within all of us and the reason that people are so violently uh against a lot of like the depictions of these fictional things is because they're trying to sort of sanitize the world and and, and have this sort of weird, again, it's like, you know, that's why the, why the Matrix is one of the greatest, like, things that have been made in the culture and recent memory is because it literally yeah. is a metaphor for everything. But the internet, the society we live in, all the shit. Because you really think about it, it's like, they're forcing you to take a pill. <laughs> they are forcing you to like, take no, no, a no, pill. No, 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 yeah. don't. Like, you're not allowed to, to actually, like, you know, they're, they're not even giving you the choice of red or blue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not taking the red. Yeah. You gotta take this fucking blue pill. 
And like, yeah, it's like if you want your books to sell, you better take this pill and you better agree pill. with us. Right. You you know, can, yeah. Yeah. And it's attack very, this person. It's very, it's very strange. It's very yeah. strange. And I just look at and it, you know what? I don't even care about the big guys, the guys who've had careers for a really long time, you know, yeah. like the kings and whatnot. I don't really care about them saying, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't really care. But it's like when I see like the guys who, you know, who are around sort of my age or a little bit yeah. you know younger or a little bit older whatever like when i see them doing it right and i and i it's just really it's just yeah it doesn't sit well with me it's very it it's disappointing it's disappointing yeah it's right? kind of like what you said how you're a dad and it's just kind of like you're you're this old and you're acting like this it's i mean being in the industry is so weird like i remember 18, 19, just sort of getting involved and talking to writers and things. And it shifted my view. You know how they say never meet your idols and things yeah, like that. No. People are human. Um, I started reviewing books on my blog, I think at like 20 to kind of like gain some cloud and shit. And I have writers like begging me for book reviews. Like, but some of these people were like, bigger writers who've been in for like 10 20 years who've had success who've hit the bestseller list or something like that and i was just like yo you're you're older than me you're you're a big body adult like i would never sit here and beg some 20 year old <laughs> whose blog doesn't get that many like hits and be like did you write did you write a review yet did you read my book yet and it's just kind of like yo like don't it's desperate like desperation listen, is unattractive listen though know? and this is and this is funny because i was talking about this with a screenwriter friend of mine um scott and i was saying i was and i may have mentioned this on another episode i'm pretty sure i did um i talk about this in the hollywoods you know uh space all the time where i'm like i'll look at super successful people who have careers right and then I watch how they move online or in or whatever. Like, and I watch yeah. and I'm like, why are you doing this? Like that same thing that you described, which is like, you'll see someone who just has a movie come out, right. Or literally has, you know, a long extensive filmography of, you know, a long yeah. list of I, I, uh, IMDB credits. And, and then you watch how they publicly, how they act there if you took their name off in the check mark you can't distinguish from them from the sort of people who are trying to get in like yeah. they still have it's like and you just, and then i'm gonna understand like at some point i kind of keyed in and part of this was i met some people in real life um, right and it sort of really clicked in for me that like there's a certain type like of person who is attracted to sort of uh, creative pursuits, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, there is, in, 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 in all of us, there exists this want for sort of validation. Yeah, we all have yeah. that in us, right? But I, I say this all the time, but the goal is for you to kill that part of yourself, right? Like the goal is to kill that part of yourself, not to, to fucking feed it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I see that so many of these people, they, they can't, they've never stopped feeding it. And it's like, but they don't understand that like the stomach 
is endless. Like it, you can't feed it enough. It will never. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a fucking bottomless pit. Like so, it's it like. Is. And these people just continuously move. Like some of the most famous people I've interacted with and know and have worked with can't get enough attention. Like it's true. Constantly, it's true. constantly vying for attention at all times, even though they've been lauded with, you know, not only attention, but like money and success and fame and all those things. They've have all those things. And yet when you see them and you talk to them, you can't tell by their demeanor, by the things that they care about, by the things that bother them. They're just like, oh, you're just like, you just need this all the time. Like, oh, this is just like, you know, and I just see yeah. like, and when it comes to like screenwriting, which is sort of like one of the worst uh, communities in the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially the Twitter, especially on Twitter. Like, oh my God. Like, like yeah, um, there, I have a small, I've read only like short film scripts but the people i've interacted with it's been largely positive the people i've interacted with mainly i think through the experience of dealing with I've the had, writer community yeah but i have seen like the similar drama that happens in like bizarre horror all these things week to week i do see it in screenwriting you're supposed to write a script a, a certain lot way. of i always i need to say this i have had a lot of positive experiences with screenwriters a lot like i've had yeah. screenwriters i've had screenwriters look out i've had screenwriters give me opportunities you know what i'm saying like i've had that you know that being said just because i've had that doesn't mean like i'm not about to sort of point out the obvious like very uh prominent uh yeah sorts of fuckery <laughs> that I that, that is there that exists yeah. because I feel like it's important because I feel like there's a whole sort of cottage industry built on sort of preying on that right um preying on that aspect of people um you know be it things like the blacklist like um you know and I, I say it all the time I think the blacklist is a predatory business like I feel like you know like I've like the the moment that they 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 switched over to a, a website, it was it was a wrap. Yeah, like it was kind of a wrap, yeah. anyways. When like it, it's kind of like, you know, it's a clout. It was always a clout thing, right? It was always a clout thing. Yeah, um, all those lists are clout things. Like I've been on multiple lists. Um, it's just a clout thing. Like it really, you know, it gets your name out there. But like at the end of the day, like it's just a clout thing. It's interesting because I've always wondered. I was like, if you were to get on some of these lists, would that actually get you somewhere uh, here's the thing Here, here's the thing a lot of those people who get on those lists a lot that you see the things go and turn into things they were already going and turning into things already which is why oh, they made the list yeah like a majority of them don't go nowhere though because it wasn't but it's just it's just clout right it's just it's, it's relationships it's like you know this script got passed around to these sorts of people because this person had the right representation you know what i'm saying and therefore yeah that their rep was able to get that script to a certain amount of people so therefore it qualified for the list like you know what i'm saying um a lot of those lists are like that like um but this when i talk about the black list as a site i'm like this idea that like you write a script and they rate it and then if it gets a rating they fucking they they put it on the site and then like you'll get yeah. people calling it's like it's a it's it's just preying on the hope machine right it's just yeah the hope like machine the eternal is strong. hope machine like right where it's just like it's it's a grift like 
you know, whether they want to admit that or not is whatever they could, they can say, Oh, well, it's a certain prominent people. I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Do you know how many prominent people I've been, uh, in sort of like situations with that? It, it was still sort of grifty. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where I was like, yeah, yeah like that's very common in Hollywood In Hollywood is very common. Like it's very common yeah. for people to promise you the world, legitimate people, like, you know, people with legitimate careers. And then you find out, okay, they slip you a Mickey. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? that, like, that oh, is true. That yeah, is you know, true. Cause like, I mean, yeah, I live in LA. I do, you know, you've been in LA. Yeah. Right? Well, I was doing more music management shit. It's yeah. There are prominent people are always like, yeah, I'll get your artist this. You just pay me this and mm-hmm. do that. And nine times out of ten, it's some bullshit. They're just, they're, it's just crazy. They're still greedy, trying to make money. They don't give any shit. And that's the thing about, fucks about you. that's the thing about me. If you don't fuck with me, one, I don't care. But if you don't fuck with me, it says a lot about you, um, at least in, this, in the screenwriting world. Because yeah. I'm the type of motherfucker who's like, I will help you if I can. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or I'm somebody who's like, I'm, I have no problems sort of like, like helping out other screenwriters. Like, because I've had, yeah, other I was going to say, we're both, me. we're both Capricorns. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I have that mentality where it's kind of like, if you fuck with me as a person and you try to help me out, I will go to the end of the world for you. Like, I will right. help you out. Like, if I can, whatever. Right. But I, I always say this, I'm you like, know? no, no, no. Don't define me by who, who I fuck with. Define me by who yeah. I don't fuck with. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like I like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it says a lot about who I who I perceive as to use a Chicago term, who I perceive as the ops. Like, if yeah. I perceive you as the ops, that says a lot about you. And it says something about yeah. me too. But you know, but but it's just it's just really funny where I just look at like a lot of people and I see, and again, whether it's in the writing, whether it's in like literary spaces, you see it in comics. You see it in all yeah. these spaces. It's the same kind of thing. Like I've heard people in, as I know people in all sort of realms and it's like, it's the same kind of thing. It's just replicated like over again in the same way. Like, so it's not like unique. It's not unique to, the only thing I will say about like screenwriting is that it's, you know, it's part of Hollywood and Hollywood is, you know, it is uh, the, again, it is the, 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 it is the Mecca for the mentally ill. It is the Mecca yeah. for yeah. the clout chaser. It is the Mecca yeah. for the grifter. Like the it is like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so, so it's, it's more, it's probably like, while it exists, I mean, and again, it exists in certain levels in the literary world. It exists it in, does, yeah. in certain levels in the comic world because they're all connected. It's all incestual. We live in the, the era of IP, right? Yeah. So where are you going to go? You're going to go to the intellectual properties that already exist in novels and in comics and whatever, right? Fucking TikTok people and all that. Like it's all, it's a snake eating itself, you know? Like it's it's one, yeah. big, you know, it says, fuck that. It's a human centipede. Like, you know what I mean? That's a more apt analogy. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a human centipede in a perfect it ring. It is a human centipede. So yeah. it's like everybody's eating shit. it's human centipede wheel so so like that's that's what all of this is now and so it's not as like it's not a surprise when i hear similar things and i see similar things happening in these different you know uh art arenas right you know it's like it's like it's all the same because again at the end of the day you know um i i ask myself like even us watching this movie right like I found this movie and I watched this movie 
Um, and I wanted you to watch this movie, right? And talk about it because I actually like movies. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't think these people actually like movies. Like, just like I don't think you know, they like books. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of people in the industry who don't like books or don't like movies. And, and they, yeah, and they like, work what in are this you shit. doing? Right, yeah. they work. And let, listen, I understand not liking it, a lot of the stuff, but like, I don't mean it that way, right? Like, I don't mean it yeah. that way. Like, because I'm the first to have smoke for like all kind of movies that come out. I'm like, yo, this is, you know, I'll be the first to vote, you know, to talk about a movie that I don't like, like, and my issues with it, right? Um, yeah. But if I fuck with it, I'm, I'll also be the first person to tell, you know, the sing its praises, right? Where I'm like, yeah. oh, this is great, and I can tell you why, and I can disagree with you if you disagree with me, whatever. Like, like you know, but 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 um, I feel like what I mean is like I don't think these people are actually like anything. Like yeah, I just think they like. About it. There's yeah. no your passion. That's the key word. Like it's like there's no. They just like the things that they're supposed to like. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They like the books they're supposed to like. They like the movies they're supposed to like. They like the shows they're supposed to like, right? Um, and Hollywood is bad about that because Hollywood is an industry built on the fact of don't ever say anything bad about anybody. And, and I don't mean bad in terms of who they are as a person. Definitely don't do that, even if they're pieces of shit. That's why Harvey yeah. Weinstein was able to, 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 to cook so long, right? It's because yeah. nobody would say anything about him, right? Because that person could give you a job. That person could give you a career. That person could probably potentially down the road, you might be able to work with them. But the difference between me and a lot of those people is I don't give a fuck. I don't want to work with them people. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. That's like, how I don't want to work with you ever. I don't care. Like, so it's like one of those things where like, I'm not going to sit here and play these games. Like, um, with these people, like if I, if I work with you, then I, you know, it's because I've, had an interaction with you and i'm like all right cool we can work now if yeah, you, yeah you know if you do some fuck shit then of course whatever but that's any that's any normal situation where you were yeah. you work with somebody do some fuck yeah. shit then you're like man i don't fuck <clears throat> that person no more but like if you're just like a type of person who i just on their on the face i could just see like i don't fuck with this person like why would i want to fuck with them because again this idea of like the clout in the money right the clout in the yeah. bag that's all these people care about and it's yeah, so true. Like you gotta have some sort of integrity because I mean, like, there That's are certain missing. publishers I would not fuck with, and there are certain publishers I do not fuck with, and I won't. Even if they said tomorrow, like, "Hey, Grant, I'll give you an advance. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna publish you," but like, no, like, I just don't. You know? Yeah. And like, it's, integrity is a good word, Grant. That's a good word because I feel like yeah. art requires integrity. It does. Yeah. Good art, specifically, right? And the problem is that these people don't have integrity. So how, therefore, how could they, it exist in their art? If it you're somebody who's completely yeah. compromised, you have no integrity and art requires integrity. It's one of the key components in the alchemy of making art a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, very you know, key, yeah. Like, like, I know you're into the cult, you know what I'm saying? That shit, that yeah. alchemy shit, dog. Like, that, yeah. that's a part of it. Like, you've got to have integrity. If you don't have the integrity, it's you're already fucked up. Yeah, you got like, pure intentions. If your intentions are like, fucked up and contradictory mm -hmm. the result or outcome is gonna be right janky like it's you like know. you got the kool-aid with but you didn't put the sugar in you yeah know, like, yeah it's, it's kind of like technically you made the drink you made a good yeah. job you made the kool-aid but yeah there's no flavor you know? there's no flavor to it and that's 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 what i'm really like sort of uh big on like it's just it's just really it's just really I don't know. Like, I feel like 
I feel like everything that's created like from from in this time has to be a reflection of the bullshit that has exist right now. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it has to be like, and it's just weird because like you mentioned, um certain there's certain like publishers that you just wouldn't fuck with regardless of like if they offered you some stuff, right? Just based on who they are, right? And I feel like a lot of people can't say that, right? And I'm always pushing back on that because yeah, I want to get paid, right? Yeah, for we sure. All like get paid, yeah. But not again, not all money is good money, but also this, if you're in a position, I tell people this all the time, because one of the things that people talk about um, is, you know, because I'm, they talk about, would you do a Marvel movie or would you work with Marvel? You know, um, and I always say no. Right. And they look at me like, man, that's cap. Like, you know, that's cap, whatever, you know, but I'm saying, no, here's why. Because I always say this, right. If you're in a position to where they're even offering you a Marvel movie, then you don't need to take it. It's true, yeah, yeah, because it's you like, don't get in that like, position being like some motherfucker ain't got nothing. You going got a on. name, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got some shit happening. They don't just grab you if you're not cracking shit. a little bit. They don't just grab somebody who's like, yo, you just broke and you just like not doing anything, nothing. You ain't got yeah, shit going on. Come yeah. do this Marvel movie. That's not how that shit works. So it's if true. you're if yeah. you're offered that, you're already in a privileged position. So it's yeah. like you don't have to take that. You can say no th- thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna use this this clout that I have in order that got me here. To, I'm gonna transfer that energy to something that's more personal. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that it. personally with Marvel because then, like, it seems good, but then you hear about how it actually goes behind the scenes. You don't have much creative integrity or creative control, yeah. and then the movie may come out fucked up, and then they're looking at you like you're a fucked up artist, and that's kind of like. You know, Sam Raimi and uh, the guy who made uh, Mor- Morbius or what's that movie? Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him because I'm kind of like, I know behind the scenes, they kind of have all this shit planned out. And Well, Morbius, Morbius is a little bit, I have a little bit of insight on Morbius. Morbius is a little different because Morbius, while it is Marvel, it's not technically a Sony because Sony had the fucking rights to. The, oh, I see. So, and, and, and. Early on, when that movie was starting, um, I had I got to read the script, so oh, shit. so I kind of knew, you know, like what Morbius was already before it came out. I kind of knew, like, oh, this is just very, like, they just want to make money, like, yeah. and in the stories, yeah. like, just very like, there's nothing much to it, but you know, they want to make a franchise, and like. Um, so I read the script. Um, I knew what it was. Like I know they were so shooting you, in London. You knew what was coming. I knew, you know. like I just sort of, I could, I could see it. But like, and I had a little bit of an inside, like sort of peek at that, because of the relationship that I had with one of the actors in the movie. So, yeah. so, so, I kind of knew, like it was came of no surprise, like in terms of like what Morbius became. like because it was there already like it was like it's not it's not it's like i don't know the director you know like i think like i just feel like it was it's it's money right it's like it It makes sense it's a money thing right it's like this is a marvel property it should sell it should sell we got gerolito in it like you want to come do this it's like and again it's like that idea of like accepting the money like you're going to take this money right like people be like boom but i always counter with like okay but like if you're in a position to get that then you don't have to say yes to this 
you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to say yes to this. So uh, I feel like, you know, from the, I don't can't speak for the director. I don't know. He's a competent director. You know, I'm pretty sure he did the best for what he could do, but that script, you know, and I don't know if you can fault screen, uh, maybe fault Sony because Sony, you know, my, my opinion of seeing sort of like some of the scripts during sort of production, like, and seeing sort of like how, you know, Sony scream gym specifically and uh, how sort of like they sort of sand off all the sort of character and, and sort of an edge edge that a fucking a movie will have. So, yeah. Because they, because their goal is to make it the most palatable for the biggest amount of uh, audience possible. Like, yeah. you know, that's what they want. They want something that, you know, in theory, everyone can go see so that because that translates into big money. So it's like, that's how they approach the stuff they make. So it's like, it's not a surprise. So I don't really know. I don't know what the director could have done other than, yeah. you know, unless he was on set, like calling audibles and like rewriting in yeah. real time <laughs> by himself. And I don't feel like, you know, when you got, yeah, that I don't think they'd let him, they wouldn't let that fly. Not, you know, you yeah. got, they're spending money and the clock's going and you ain't, you know, you're not one of the five directors that's allowed to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's just so crazy. Cause I actually, back in the day, I actually wanted to be a comic book artist and comic yeah. book writer coming up um so it'd be real hard for me to like have the opportunity to mess with a comic book entity but not have creative control it's kind of like you know what let me do let me just go write a damn comic for image or something like that like and like you said you already got the clout you got the power you got the juice if you're getting that offer why not do something else. Like, right. Go to image and be and at least you have creator. It's his creator own. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like this idea again, I, this is where I differ, you know, from where a lot of people like, and I mean, people who are like in the Hollywood space, specifically screenwriting space. Right. Like yeah. where, where to them, they, they, their idea, like there's a guy and, you know, I won't say his name, you know what I'm saying? I, I like the guy. He's, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, but he had told one of my friends that like one of the highlights of his life was that he got to pitch uh, a take for a, a very well-known horror franchise. Um, yeah. And he didn't get it. Right. And this is a franchise that like, is there's another movie coming out. I think if, is it this, is this this summer? Yeah. It's like, yeah. There's another movie about to come out. Like the trailer dropped recently. Like, um, yeah, I probably know what you're talking about. You know what you're yeah. talking about. I, I don't want to. I don't want to single him out because yeah. he probably knows who I. But, 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 you know. But I just thought in my brain, I'm like, that's a highlight of your life. Like, yeah, that's not. That made me feel it's like sad for for him. Like, yeah, I'm like, because <laughs> he's probably achieved a bunch of other. Right, you've gotten movies made. You've gotten paid over your career. You know, all kind of stuff. Right, like, yeah, you're not like. You're not like the top of the top, but like you've done pretty well for yourself. You've got some things to, sh- to show for your career up to this point. Right. But it's yeah. like, how is that a highlight of your life? It's a, it's first of all, it's a franchise. You have, you don't own it. One, like it's just some stuff that someone else did a long time ago. And then like, they've just done several different versions of it over and over again. This like, you don't own any rights to it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's nostalgia shit. Right. It's like the nostalgia, but also you didn't even get it. Yeah, that's kind of like... It's like, how is like... But again, there's people 
there's people, and, and this, this applies to writers in all spaces. Like, this applies to writers in the literary world. This applies to screenwriters in Hollywood. This applies to probably comic book writers as well. Like, there are people who are who will, who will vote verbally out loud say, I'm just happy to be here. I hate that shit. I am not just happy to be here. Like, I I think like if I'm here, here. I'm supposed to be here. Like, that's how I think. I feel like I, whatever I'm at, I feel like, no, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I'm not just, I'm not, you're not going to just satisfy me by just allowing me to be in the room. In fact, I don't even want to be in a room if I don't got no purpose. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be a purpose. Like, right. If someone was like, Hey, come you know, I'm really good. Let's say like you get a movie made and you're like, hey, you could come through to set and hang out. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll come hang out. I'll support, you know, cool experience. But I'm not going to sit here and brag and be like, you know, I was on this set. You know, like like personally, I was almost on a fucking Temptation Island. I was almost mm-hmm. on some other reality shows like. Shout out to uh, shout out to my guy Tyler. He was on one of them shows. Uh, oh, Tyler, he was. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Sabino. He was he was on like one of them Temptation Island shows. He was a, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've been yeah since I've been in LA, they've been trying to recruit me for a few of these different shows and shit, but nothing's panned out. So it's kind of like, what's the point of like, you know, even with books and things? I know you with screenwriting. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's I've talked to different publishers. I've talked to different right. writers, but that's not like. A, on my list of memorable like no no you know i want to accomplish something and execute and point to something and be like i did that like look at that you know right right and that's how i feel about like and and i told people all the time like like most of the people like you saying most again not most (laughs) a significant amount of writers that i know like they they just want to be screenwriters like and to me again that's some shit that makes me feel bad for them like, I, first of all, I didn't get into this to just be a screenwriter. Like, you know, I got into this because I wanted to make films, but I also got into this because I am a writer. Like, again, I made yeah. this distinction as well. Like, like I don't just want to do movies. Like, I want to do books. I want to do, if I want to direct, I want to do, I want to do a lot of things. Like, and it's yeah, not about, it's, yeah. it, and it's not about like being a jack of all trades. No, 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 no. Like all of this is organic to like sort of my own sort of who I am, right? Like, I always talk about people like, I mentioned like Melvin Van Peoples as somebody who whose career I respect. Yeah. Right. That's the type of motherfucker who like, if you look at his career, he just did his own thing. He didn't wait for permission to do nothing. He just did it. You know what I'm saying? Wrote his own, wrote a movie, starred in it, directed it, wrote novels, wrote musicals, made music, just did whatever. It, it was all from, it was, and it was authentic to who he was as a, as a person. It's his own expression. Yeah. It wasn't some like yeah. clout chasey, like, I just need to do everything. Like, cause I feel like a lot of people just do that now. They just think they can do everything. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's like, nah, true. I don't think I could do everything. Like, in yeah. fact, in fact, like, I feel like everything spurs from me from writing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's, that's like what it base. comes from. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what it comes from. And, and, and in screenwriting, I feel like there's a lot of people who just want to be screenwriters. Like, and that's just, I'm like, I just don't understand that. Like, you don't have any say. Like, yeah, I don't really understand that either. Like, you it's don't have, like, have any I would say. love to get a screenplay picked up, um, but it's like I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing what I'm pat. Like, one big right. thing, passion is what drives me. So it's kind of like, you know if it doesn't stuff move I've done? me, I don't move. You know, yeah, you know how much stuff I've done just for money, and I'm like, 
I'm like, thankfully it didn't come out. Like, I'm like, thank, thank God. Like, yeah. and I know other writers who'd be like, what are you talking about? Do you need the credits? I'm like, no, no, I don't <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like, I don't know what the residual checks look like. I know they're not like they used to be like, but I don't know. Yeah. If, I mean, I mean, true. Anybody can take some money from that and I guess whatever, but it's like, bro, like, like I really, at the end of the day, like, you always got to ask yourself why you're doing this. Like, why are you doing you this? You do, yeah. And most of, I could tell people like, I'd be doing this anyway. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would be doing, I'd be writing stuff and making stuff anyway. Like, yeah. so it's, it's not really like, so everything that else is a bonus to me. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm also somebody who like, you're not about to, you're not about to get me cause I'm not somebody with stars in my eyes. Like you're not about to sell me some, some bullshit. Like you're not going to get to me to do stuff for free. You're not about to get me to do stuff. You know, I'm like, what is, what, what I'm always, and I wish more writers were like this, always operating from the place of like, okay, what are you offering me that is substantial enough for me to not be working on the thing I'm actually passionate about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's true. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I could be using this time, like to work on something that's actually fulfilling artistically that I'm trying to like actually do. So in order for me to even want to do it, like you've got to be offering me things that are significant, like, you know, like whether it's obviously money, and it's also some level of creative freedom. Like those are the type of things that like, as I've gotten further along in this, that I, those become sort of like, like literal like lines in the sand for me, you know? Yeah. Like where I'm just like, yeah. I'm not about to do shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, unless, you know, I'm not about to stop doing the thing that I really care about to go do this other thing, um, unless it makes sense for my life. Like, same, you know what I'm saying? Same. Like, okay, it's going to pay me some money. Okay, cool. Okay. How long is it? Like, are you going to let, are you going to allow me to at least have enough uh, creative freedom to where I can make decisions, you know, what yeah. I mean? like yeah. creatively, are you going to like be over my shoulder every single one and give me bad ideas and make, and make me just sort of incorporate nothing but bad ideas. Cause I've had scripts like that where I'm just like, this whole script is a bad idea. Like everything in here is a bad idea. And I've done my best to like, duct tape it you know and like jerry rig this fucking shitty ass building <laughs> like yeah. you know what i'm saying that's gonna yeah, fall apart it's not up to yeah. code it uh, but you know uh but it looks like a building right well, i built it for yeah. you you know but i built it because you didn't give me the proper uh you know you went you went you you went cheap on the supplies dog you gave me shit yeah wood. cheap on the supplies fucking, yeah you know it's a fucking it's rotted from fucking water, water damaged and shit like this shit is not gonna last like you know, um, and I feel like that's, a, you know, um, that's a perfect shitty metaphor for just an existence, how to exist in, in, in sort of this industry. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sadly, some of the most paid people, that is a description of their careers. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like. To switch gears a little bit and to focus a little bit more on on, on the sort of the grant universe uh <laughs> speak so how long right have has this uh both 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 of your books black gypsies and uh what's the other one god's leftovers god's leftovers which is a good title um Thanks. how long have those projects sort of been gestating how long have they been like you've been working on both of those I mean, you know, both of these have been probably gestating the longest. My first two books, I've 
kind of knocked them out under a year. Um, Black Gypsies, I think after a Bizarro Con, I was reading a lot of crime fiction um, and kind of getting this itch to write crime. And then JDO, he was publishing more and a few other guys. And then I was kind of like, I want to put more people of color and more Black people in there. So probably like 2014, it started gestating. And I was kind of waiting, like Chicago too, like I listen to a lot of rap um, and I have like a lot of friends and shit, like even like Saba, I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with Saba, him. Yeah, Saba, yeah. Yeah, like I have actually done a song with him in the past and I've been to his house, I've been in his basement and I've seen his come up, you know, which is right. pretty like crazy and impressive. But anyway, um, like, I was watching a lot of the gang violence and like gangster disciples and black disciples yeah, and stones and visors yeah. and all these things, GDK and all this. And I was waiting, I was kind of like, when is there gonna be a crime writer to write about this shit? I never have seen this. I still haven't seen anyone else do a crime book mm. about this off the top of my head. No. Like there could be, but I was literally waiting. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to do it my damn self, you know, and I wrote Black Gypsies, which kind of explores GDs and BDs and gang violence and people just trying to survive in Chicago, you know, so it's gone through multiple drafts. I've been very like overthinking, like, how do I depict Black people? How do I depict gang violence and gangsters and not make it look stereotypical, you know, so I went through many drafts and many forms throughout the years. And then finally, um, earlier this year, I, mean, I got the right draft together, turned it in, did a few tweaks and finally good to go. And then God's Leftover, similar crazy thing. I pitched it to Kevin Donahue, maybe back in 2014. Um, he wanted a few different ideas for the new Bizarro author series, which I didn't, I actually turned down to do, which one of those integrity things. I, I had a hard time because early 20s, I was kind of like, this will get my name out there, new Bizarro author series. But I thought the book covers kind of sucked and I didn't <laughs> like that. So that, yeah. I was like, I'm not doing it. Um, I'll just do something else. But anyway, uh, one of the ideas I pitched was God's Leftovers. added different premise like it was supposed to be like a nuclear wasteland and this uh sentient nuclear bomb that explodes and part of the book was supposed to be told from the perspective of a nuclear bomb but it evolved into like uh like i told you earlier in the podcast like i went on the trip with chris to visit him we've tried to film a music video and I also did uh, shrooms in Spain that helped influence it. So I kind of put all these elements together. And I also have been thinking like about black characters and people of color, like how does someone end up in a fucked up scenario? Cause a lot of black people would not be in these scenarios. It's a haunted house, they're gonna move out the fucking house. Like right. they're not gonna deal with it. So I thought about that where it's kind of like, well, what if you went out there to shoot a music video? What if your car broke down? you can't just get the fuck out of there. You're trapped there. You know, that's one of the characters, but there's multiple characters who kind of break down the desert. But that went through a few different 
uh, publishers were looking at it like uh, Jordan Crawl, a very, very small micro publisher was looking at it. Shit, even Max Booth had it for a period of time way back in the day. Uh, who else? I think Necro Publications was looking at it. There was a few people who were fucking with it in different ways. And then, uh, you know, this lat last year, I kind of had like some realizations about uh, a romantic relationship I was in. And this girl I was dating, she kind of has an ego. She has a big following online, um, you know, and she was kind of like sabotaging me in a way. Like she never read any of my books, but she was kind of spiritual. And she was like, intuitively, I think you need to do this or you shouldn't put this book out. So she was just kind of like, she didn't want my success to overcome, overlap her success, you know? So she was kind of like, don't put God's leftovers out because of this. Don't put black gypsies out because of this. And I thought maybe she had best intentions, but then once I kind of saw her for who she was, that kind of set my creative gear back. And I was like, let me look back at God's leftovers and do a new revision. Let me look at black gypsies again and put them out. So, so much, to, so much to, to say about that. Well, one, yeah. one, um, I don't think people talk, I don't think people talk about, um, I'm always talking about what people don't talk about, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, uh, I don't think people really, uh, talk about like how, how being in relationships affect like you as a sort of creative person, right? Like, yeah like how how influential like the relationship that you're in is to the work exactly uh it can really like as someone who was in a long relationship like for a long time um you know um once i got out of it like and i was a free like and i was just like like I, I, I was one of those people that existed in one and like it was a constant sort of battle. Like what I mean by that is like the battle was like, how do I, how do I continue to pursue and do the thing that I want to do and exist in this thing? Like, that was my problem. And yeah. like, you know, and like, um, how do you derive uh, the, the, the sort of uh, the drive like how do you how do you summon the drive to continue to do the thing in spite of the lack of sort of uh, not only support but sort of uh, a lack of a an environment that allows you to sort of thrive because yeah. you know what yeah. I mean like um yeah yeah it's it, like, I don't know it's it's a very you start to question. Yeah. You, you always look at, like, I've had definitely had moments like that where I've questioned the motivation of the person I was with, the, the woman that I was with, like in the yeah. past where she's told me to do things that I didn't do because I knew like, I was like, you ain't looking out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're telling me the wrong thing to do. And if, and in real time you recognize that, like you're telling me the wrong thing to do. 
Yeah, like this is you're shit. supposed to be like, on my bro, side. Be yeah. on my side. Like you telling me to do nah. Like I've had like there are there's moments that I've forever like frozen in crystal in my memories like that where Same. I'm like, oh, she did this this one time, and I'll never forget it. Like I'll move on, but like I'll always remember it because it was like fundamental to sort of who I am. Or it was like a, it was fundamentally opposed to who I was. Yeah, where yeah. It's like yeah. you know you weren't looking out for my best interest in this in this situation. In fact. You were kind of trying to sabotage me, whether you were aware of it or not. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the goal at the end of the day was, was like, whether she was aware of it or not, was to see you sort of fall. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so I get that, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so you've been there. So that was kind of yeah. like, that really pissed me off, but also motivated me because I was like, I've been over here. People have been, you know, the thing that kind of like crushed me and made me kind of sad with that too that it's kind of it felt like a betrayal but also it's kind of like all those years that I was with this girl I could have been putting out material and I've had friends kind of come back around and be like I looked you up and I thought there was going to be all these new books from you but there haven't been any new books and I was kind of like yeah you know should have been but yeah you know that is a lot of people don't talk about that where it's kind of like do you have the right environment? Do you have the right partner? You know, are they supporting you? Yeah, you know, like legitimately supporting you too. Like, yeah, like, you know, like legitimately, like, no, do your thing. Like, because it's just funny, like, like I would never sort of like if I knew if I was with a woman, right? And like I would I would never do anything to stop her from pursuing sort of a thing a dream yeah right and it's not even about you know her dreams and aspirations as much as it's about sort of like it's part of who she is right you know yeah, what i'm saying like like yeah. like i'm not gonna sort of like i i want to see you win like yeah you know that's like that's and it's weird how many thing, people yeah. in a relationship where their partner really doesn't want to see them win they don't want to see you win. like yeah, you know i don't like crazy. i those a lot of relationships like that a lot of relationships where like people yeah. are in relationships where the their yeah. partner and shit where both partners don't want to see each other win it's very yeah. weird it's very weird um it is weirdo energy i mean even like i feel like if a girl if i'm dating a girl or something and i really obviously i'm fucking with you to date you mm -hmm. um and the girl wants to become a plumber. I'm going to do everything I can to help you become right. a the best damn plumber you can. If you wanted to get into tennis, pottery, if you wanted to get in a shape, I'm going to do what, you know, if you're trying to cut out dairy, I'm cutting out dairy with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy. So, you know. But it's, yeah, it's indicative. And another thing, just to hop back onto something else you said, which was the Chicago shit, right? Which is the depictions of like people in like Chicago and like how you haven't really seen that. Um, um, it's interesting because I feel like Chicago is such an influential place, uh, specifically in like hip hop now, right? Like, yeah, like drill I mean, music. Like, like, yeah, like, there obviously, you got you don't have to say Kanye, right? You don't have to say that, right? Because Kanye yeah. is his own thing. He's so big. But then like, like you said, the drill scene has like become like a global thing where it's like now you yeah. have drill in Ireland and you have drill in London and drill in yeah, Brooklyn, UK drill, drill in New York. You got all drill. These, right, right. And it's yeah. all based on sort of like 
this very specific side of Chicago. By the way, what where, 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 where part of Chicago are you from? South side? I'm where, from all from? over the place. Like, I actually had to move. I've been to, like, eight different schools and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of like West Side. I've been all over the damn place, right. like, Chicago-wise. Right. So. See, and that's an interesting aspect to probably who you are as a writer, too. Because I feel like that's another thing about me too, where it's probably just probably some overlap with me, which is um, I identify as a Midwest person. Yeah. But- yeah. So yeah. And even like I've lived in other parts of Illinois too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I've been in a city, I've been in the cornfields. Like- right. But I was born in California. Right. So, yeah. so, and I lived you know, a significant amount of time of my formative. I was about my son's a little bit older than my son is now. Um, I was like nine, almost 10 when we left and came to Cincinnati area. Right. Um, yeah. So, and then sort of pretty much from that point until I was an adult, I was there like here, which, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, um, it's fundamental to who I am, but it's also like, there i like it's almost like i don't feel i don't feel rooted you know what i'm saying like i feel no, like i get what you're saying so it's like and it's always reflective in my work in my work right like it's reflective yeah. in my in my work in, in in the sense that like um like i do kind of feel like an observer like yeah you know what i mean like where i feel Same. like it's like almost like i've always around things like you know what i'm saying like even things that i'm not actively participating in no i feel sad because even like i was born in florida Mm -hmm. jacksonville but that's when i was a baby and then we moved to chicago Mm -hmm. because my mom had family out there and i'll tell people i'm like you know i was born in jacksonville and then some hood dudes would be like you ain't born from jacksonville you're not from jack and i'm like i'm not but I was born, born there. there. Like, right, right. I was born there. Like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to claim it. Like, right, it's, right. I was there as a fucking baby. Like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But that comes back to like sort of like the idea of like I can't. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's because I don't know. Like, because I look. We talked about depicting black black people in books, right? And I look like I know you're probably familiar with like Chester Himes, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. I love Chester Himes. Like I'm a big Chester Himes head, right? Yeah, yeah. And I look at sort of like the sort of heightened way that he depicted black people in Harlem, and he's never he never been to Harlem, um, like uh, which is funny, right? Like you know Chester Himes, he was in Ohio, ironically, um, and then like where did he did he move to Chicago? And then before he went to France, because when he started writing those 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 the whole uh, the whole what do you call it the Harlem cycle. Yeah, with the Digger Jones and Coffee Ed stuff. He's, he was writing those in France, right? Oh, like wow. he was already living in France. Yeah. Um, he's had a wild life. Dude was in jail, like just you know all kind of crazy shit. But but like I look at the way he wrote black people um, of a specific time, and even though it's and even the non even the non like sort of genre stuff like if he hollers let him go, yeah. like there was a way that he wrote black people that was like not true, but, but fucking true. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, it wasn't completely true, but it was. Um, And that's something that I like 
care about. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I care about, like in terms of just depicting people, like let alone black people, but just people, right? Like this, this sort of weird, like, and this is, they talk about this in movies a lot too. They talk about this in like the idea of like writing dialogue, right? Which is, you know, I'm a big George V. Higgins fan, you know? So like, but if you really look at George V. Higgins dialogue, um, it feels authentic, right? It feels real, but it's still performing. Yeah. That's what it has to be. Right. And I feel like not only in, not only in like what the characters say in the terms of their dialogue, but also in the depiction of them. Right. Like, like it's this weird verisimilitude that like has to exist in a sweet spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Where it's like, it has to be entertaining. It has to be somewhat heightened, but it also has to be grounded enough to where it's plausible and people sort of like accept it. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about, it's not like, you know, I know there's an obsession now with like, you know, auto fiction and shit, right? It's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is, I'm sick of it, but, 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 you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, you know, like, I guess, you know, like Nasgar did it, like let him, you know, like he did it. Like, I feel like he did it to the point where it's like, it, you could argue he, he, he like should drop the mic. Like I, I that's true. Yeah. It's over. Like he is over. He's actually not doing that shit no more. Yeah. But like, you know, but like after seven volumes of fucking my struggle or however many volumes of my struggle there was like, you know, like uh, uh, it's like, what else is there to say? You know, there's a lot for people to say as individual people in their own experience. Right. But, but, right, but right. that specific like auto fiction and that, like, like, it's just, that's a different thing. Right. It's a yeah. different fucking thing. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's a different thing. And it, and even that's not real, right? Yeah. Like that's the yeah. thing about it is like it's just weird because it's like there's an obsession with authenticity, right? Um, but like none of the shit rings true. Yeah, yeah. Right? I feel like that's the biggest thing we all are trying to do, like make the work ring true. But then at the same time, it's still fiction. Like, it's still right. made up. It's a, you it's, know. Yeah, it's like a paradox, right? Where it's yeah. just like. On some level, you understand you has to not. It's not real. It's not, but it is. You want it to be, but it's not. And in order for it to work, it kind of has to be both. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that I've, you know, I've definitely. Uh, so when it comes to like, like you mentioned, like depicting that world, depicting Chicago. Um, I don't know. Have you seen? Um, there's a lot of great YouTube stuff on like that whole shit. Like, there's this somebody did a whole like YouTube, like, if you want to call it like a documentary, kind of was, um, about like King Vaughn, um, and like- Yeah, I see, yeah, I've seen a lot of those, like- Like, but the one, it's, it's about like, specifically it's about like before sort of the rap, like when like he, they were, they were literally showing like, it's like not, not just Instagram, but like social media posts between him and sort of like people he, you know, people like on the other side, you know, it's people that was yeah, legitimately. Yeah, where they show like the whole, the whole history back and, and forth. And like up. this person got shot. And then you see like his response. And it's like really yeah. fascinating shit. Like yeah. I have not seen any, it's like it's there, right? But it's like I have yeah. not seen that depicted in least prose yeah yeah that's where i've always been like i was just sitting there waiting i was like this is like a gold mine like you gotta do it before Quan to... mills you gotta do it before Quan yeah. mills does it <laughs> i mean yeah Quan mills he does go hard with it. No, no, no. Um, he's from chicago too by the way yeah yeah, yeah. 
I don't even yeah, know. I know I, I'm Quan just making. I'm, I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. Yeah. But I do fuck with Quan Mills though. Like, like, yeah, you know, I do fuck. With, I, I, I swear. I, I told, I told Kelby and David about that. Like, like, I was oh, like, you guys. Thought... Yeah, I hipped him to Quan Mills. They didn't know who it was. I was like, you guys hip for Quan Mills? Like, no, no. And then I was like, yeah, you need to. Uh... Yeah, I've read Quan Mills. Yeah, we yeah. actually were sharing. We have like a group chat. We were sharing some of the different covers, and I yeah. think one of them showed one of the Quan Mills <laughs> latest ones. They're pretty ridiculous. But, yeah, you old know. thought uh, next door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this hole got roaches. Uh, yeah, I, I look. look. <laughs> they're wild, but they're I wild. As fuck, bro. You know. like, but you know what's crazy though? I look at somebody like him, dog, and it's so inspiring. Like, um regardless of the content of the book right it's just like it, it, it's like that dude is sort of like just he didn't wait for nobody dog like no no he just he just you just and he's prolific like so it's like one of the, you know prolific, he's just like yeah. putting it out onto the next one and people are reading them shits yeah there you know? he's got a shitload of reviews for all his books i mean yeah. and that is one thing like i've always had personally because mm. early on i felt like do I need an MFA? Do I need this? Do yeah. I need that? But, and then I just started sending short stories out and shit started getting picked up. And I was like, oh, I don't have to spend a single dime. I just need my imagination and pen and pad or a computer and you're good to go. Yeah. You know, I was in a situation like that where I was enrolled in like, uh, this, this school is bad. No one enrolled in this school. <laughs> they're just stealing your money it's like i was in the full sale program um oh full sale yeah i thought I, about doing their music yeah yeah I, yeah and i was like i had got an associate's degree in audiovisual production um when i was yeah. more focused a little bit on music for a little bit um but like that quickly shifted in that program because i just started doing more film stuff and then that sort of led me to the screenwriting path because it was like writing is something that I could always do. And it just ended up being sort of like, it just became like, it just like all the signs were, were pointing that way. So I just sort of took the ball and ran, right? Like, I was like, fuck it. And, um, yeah. and then stuff started happening for me. But like, um, I, I enrolled after I graduated, I was like, man, I'm still out, you know, got a job or whatever. Let me, let me, let me like try and like get in something that's actually based on like film related and I enrolled in their sort of BA for like writing for entertainment and like dog halfway. Yeah. I wasn't even halfway in. I quit because I, I got a manager and I was already getting like small money here and there. And oh, I got wow. a manager in LA and, and, and started getting, I was like, I don't really need this. Like, I'm just going to be in more debt. Like, yeah, it's true. It's like, you could really put yourself on like, I tell people all the time who are trying to just get in. I'm like, you don't have to sit here and, go through 12 years of a program and do all these yeah. courses like unless you're going to teach you know i mean you want to yeah that that's a, a different yeah that's the a different. guy who's the uh, head of that program is christopher ramsey shouts to him he usually even told yeah. me like uh he had me come and like speak to so like oh, it was via zoom or whatever speak to some of like one of his classes about like screenwriting shit but he was like yeah man if you ever get your bachelor's i'll hire you i'm like I thought about it for a second, like, but I'm like, man, I don't want to go back to school, dog. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, I, don't, I only have an associate, so I thought about yeah. finishing my bachelor's, but I was just kind of like, I don't really, you know, unless I wanted to teach, like you said, I thought about it a few times. But I was and like, my, yeah. my, my fear is like, as much as I crave, like, 
the the potential stability or something like that. That yeah. I mean, in terms of crave is the wrong word. As much as I would be comfortable, like right. That's with the word. idea of having that sort of like comfortability for for lack of a better way. Yeah. I need a thesaurus. thesaurus. I can't even say this shit. <laughs> uh, uh, but fucking, it's almost like that's a trap. You know, I mean, how many people we know that's like teachers who are like, and also if you want to teach, I feel like that's a calling. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I feel there's like people who like know you want to teach. Yeah, like I feel like yeah. it's it's kind of you're doing yourself a disservice and your potential students a disservice if you don't really want to teach, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. also it's like nah, bro. Like I really don't like you know as much as that would be it'd be nice to have sort of like that to fall back on. It's almost like I'm too far gone. Like I'm yeah, so, I'm so yeah, far I do gone feel that, like there comes a point you are too far gone. Too far. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like, already I'm already out there. I'm already sort of doing stuff. I've already been yeah. doing this for such a significant portion of my like life that it's just like, like nah, bro. You just there's only one way. You know what I mean? Like um and yeah, I can always make money and doing all kind of other stuff too, simultaneously. But they, I the pro, that the prospect of going back to school like nah. Yeah, I think about that. I was just like the day the time Fine. like mainly just eating up your time Fine. like you know all to have a fucking degree and then like then you meet somebody who has no degrees like and and it's just like wait a minute hold up what like like how are you hold, like yeah like, that yeah that's the shit that blows my mom like you you're know, making this amount of money, money with no, no degree bro i i have people family people i love i love close relatives who who are in positions that are like, yo, they do great. Like, ain't no degree. Oh, I'll say it you. My sister, like my older sister, she'll more only a year apart. Like, she doesn't have a college degree, but she's a VP. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she's uh, yeah, doing I mean, I financially you well. Like, very yeah. my sister's doing really well now. Like, you're like to the point where, like, yo, like shit, she's she's balling, like low-key. But like, yeah. um, you know, there's levels to everything, but like shit from we're from from in our sense in comparison to everyone else, like she's balling. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's not yeah. she's very good salary, a salary that puts her in a different, you know, and it's like there's she's not she doesn't have a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, um, yeah. and it's like, and I know so many people like that. Whereas, but but if but I guarantee you, if you look at the requirements for certain some of these positions, they it is a requirement, but yet there's people holding those positions that don't have there are those. a lot of people holding those positions you yeah. know what i'm saying so this idea yeah. that like school is like it's like bro i can't like i just like yeah like you just gotta go you know what i'm saying yeah, like, i, feel like, I, mean, I like, feel like i think i was 22 23 when my when notes from the guts of a hippo came out and once that came out i was like it's a wrap but i was just kind of like i'm early 20s I don't have a degree and I put a book out and I didn't self-publish it. Like mm-hmm. you really can't tell, you could tell me something, but you can't tell me nothing about having to get a degree, you know? Right. Cause you really don't need one. I mean, like, I mean, uh, there's situations where it's obviously, you know, you can say, well, you need a degree for this. No, no, no. But I, when, I, when it comes to like, you know, if you're not performing like fucking open heart surgery. Yeah. Like I yeah. really don't, I feel like, you know, there's certain things where you yeah, ask going to require a level of expertise and knowledge that you need to get through learn being, you know, learning a skill and learning that, you know, all, you know, what it takes to be, you know, some, someone of a specialist of a certain thing that affects people's right, lives. Like, right. right. You know what there's I mean? Something, like you need a degree. You need that. Right. Education. But like yeah. most shit, you really don't. Yeah. Like most yeah. of these 
people who run these big ass companies, you know, like you don't really need the degrees to do what they do. Like, especially when you interact with these people and you're like, yo, you're a, like, you're a moron. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's true. Like, it's true. Like, that is like, the craziest like, shit. You meet yeah. someone with a bachelor's or a master's and you're kind of like, how did you even pass your classes? Like, I, I say yeah. all the time, like I've never worked for uh, a person like who I've actually respected, like in terms of like a, a legitimate job, like of the of the, yeah, yeah. of the legitimate jobs I've held in my life. Like I have never, you know, whether, you know, you know, I've worked at a startup company in Los Angeles, you know, where you interacted with the CEO, you know, like, um, and it was just like, okay, yeah, you know, like I didn't, you know, like it's just like you're just one of those hyper motivated guys. But like, yeah, I mean, like it didn't really, I never felt like, like, you know, how like people, like, I don't know, man, people just are so quick to sort of like uh, bow to sort of like assumed authority, right? And it's maybe that's true, why, maybe that's why, you know, we're writers, right? I guess. It's right, true. Right. Because right? yeah. I've just never yeah. been that way. I've just never been like, I'm like, all right, well, you have to like prove it to me, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just going to give you deference for the sake of giving you yeah. deference. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, this is just not going to happen. Like, you got to have to like earn that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's just in my in life, at least I can only speak to my own experience. Like, I have yet to encounter somebody who's like, you know, holds a certain position of authority that is deemed significant or important um, that I, that I've like actually like felt was no, worthy same. of that sort of, you know, status or, yeah. or yeah. like respect. Like, you know what I mean? Not to say that like some people weren't like, I didn't hate some of these people. I mean, let's be honest. We yeah. all hate our bosses. Like anybody that's right. like, gonna hate them motherfuckers off, off rip, but but like, yeah. yeah, I've never really had that experience, dog. Like, yeah, that's that's true. I haven't like necessarily had like the bosses I've actually met or like the owner of the company. It's just kind of like whatever. Like, okay, cool, you got here, good job, you know. Right. You know. But yeah, man, I feel like to wrap this up, you know. Um, it's been good to chop it up with you, Grant. I look forward. Time, I'm really looking same. forward. I'm really looking forward to um, both of your books, bro. Uh, Appreciate it, man. You know, obviously, I'm interested in Black Gypsies because of the whole Chicago element of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I'm interested in cannibalism, obviously, because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> And uh, that other project that you talked about that I won't tell the name of, which is says something I'm about to start. I'm about to steal that from you. This to to refer to uh, works yeah, in progress. Yeah, as I got projects. it from Warren something. Ellis. He would mm. kind of put projects. Shout out to Warren Ellis, the canceled. Shout out Warren Ellis, canceled God. Warren Ellis, yeah, the canceled God. Shout out him. <laughs> he bounced back. He's yeah, what, whatever. Yeah. I think you've seen. He's like going to therapy. He's having meetings with the girls. I guess he like harassed or whatever happened. So right. at least he's doing something. He's doing the work. I never quite got got the story on the full story on that but it seemed kind of like it's kind of sus like I don't it did seem yeah, yeah i, I want to be uh, yeah it's kind of like i don't want to take away anyone's like 
experience maybe something you know but some of it did seem sus where it's kind of like well what actually what did he do right if i can't if i can't know that that it and it all this time goes if you don't know what that is then i'm like already like yeah, it's a bit you know what I'm saying? Because when so. a motherfucker does something, you're like, they did it. Like when Harvey Weinstein like came out, they were saying legitimate things he did. Like, or, or yeah, there was Bill like, Cosby. There were like concrete you know. accusations. There wasn't like, you know, and it's like, well, you can't. And it's like, listen, I'm not saying identify these people. They can rename. They can have their anonymity. But like, what happened? Yeah. Like, it's just so strange how people can just sort of be pushed off and, and based on hearsay that like we don't even know what it is it's just ambiguous yeah. and I, in the case of ellis like i still don't know what the fuck happened like you know what i'm saying like and there's a lot of yeah. people he's not a, he's not unique and there's a lot of people that have been you know pretty much took out the game like that like where you're like yeah so wait a minute so what happened well yeah, you know and, so, and, and i felt like they wouldn't let him cook the way he's i read his newsletter he's still got work he's still doing comics he yeah. seems like he's still got tv shows um i think he got taken off something and that was it but it was just kind of like usually you get completely taken out of the game you yeah. know yeah so so yeah shout outs to you know shout outs to him hopefully if he did some wrong shit hopefully he's he's atoning for it and whatever yeah yeah and i do like that he does seem like one of the few people that he's trying to we're all like here's the thing people no one is you know you know we're human beings dog we're fallible. yeah that's how i feel i'm like we're We're human no one's perfect everyone's done some shit shit, said some shit done some shit that they're not proud of you're gonna pull up tweets from when i was 16 yeah we've like there's not a person alive who who again no one measures up to that bar so you know yeah, we need to learn how to be more adults again. Uh, yeah, like I was saying before. Yeah, but yeah, that project that you were talking about, I'm definitely. Yeah, interested. I was calling it uh, Project it? Bullet project Baby. Project Bullet Baby. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was yeah. the actual title. I'm like, oh, that's intriguing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start referring to my uh, unfinished sort of works in progress as Project Something Else because I do feel like there's something about, um, and I don't know, maybe I'm like a little bit. Super yeah, it's like the spiritual side of me. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit. I of feel a... like people could throw energy. People yeah, could jink yeah. shit. The moment you, you kind of or... name the thing, it's almost done, right? Like I feel yeah. like it's so much harder to get the thing to manifest that thing into like yeah. a finished, you know, like thing when you're already talking about it, like specifically by name, like you know. Yeah, I hate that when a creator starts talking about something and they're hyping it up and they're telling you about it months and months and then it just doesn't come doesn't out come out right it's, it's like the, like it's like the detox album or some shit like it's yeah, never coming yeah. out bro like that's why yeah. detox, i swear that's why detox never came out though like like for real. yeah i think you talked about it too much for you can't too talk long. about shit too much though you cannot like yeah like, so situation electronica's first album oh my god you know? electronica <laughs> had a whole career of not doing anything like bro yeah and then like he drops an album with jay-z i'm like what the fuck this is a joint album like how did yeah you it kind of felt like a mixtape you just kind of he's a yo shout out to him because like dog like he pulled this like he pulled one of them you know tricks that it's the devil pulled or some shit like like yeah, Kaiser Sosa like, type how shit. did you have a career this man off has of singles lucy's and mixtapes and then when you finally do you get like one of the most sort of acclaimed rappers to just basically do a joint album with you like, yeah 
off of no work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. So it's shout crazy. out to him. However yeah, he it's did impressive. That. Impressive. You know, shout out to my uh, shout out to the nation of Islam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shout out to the, shout the out five to, I, listen, percenters. Listen, yeah. Shout out. Because listen, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying anything wrong about nation of Islam. They're not coming for me. Like I respect the fruit of Islam. Um, sh- same, uh, I'm not saying same. shit. If you disagree with them, that's on you. I'm not saying nothing about them. So <laughs> whatever, you know, shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> we have a deep I, overstanding. Yes, we all, I, I, I respect those brothers immensely, uh, you know. Same, um, same. So, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks again, Grant. Um, good time, good time. It was good. And if uh, if you get the chance, any this is to the people listening, uh, do yourself a favor and watch Deadlock. Uh, a great movie it's uh i think it, we both we both give it um our seal of approval right yeah yeah definitely has my seal of approval I'm yeah like, same if, so so you g- know g- g- give deadlock a chance and yeah and uh as always i don't know how to end this so yeah it's over yeah. it's <laughs> over <laughs> yeah.